0: Downright, downright down down right un-American. No patriot. I'll tell
1: you something. tell you something. I'll tell, tell you something. Downright, downright, downright
2: un-American. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's
1: all about the money. Anti-American. They, they want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Anti-American. Right, patriotism. Right, Anti-American. American. They were like. Death Down,
3: right. I'll tell you something.
1: and un-American, I'll tell
4: you something. American, American, American. un-American. Somebody's right. a treasonous. Period. I mean, yeah, yes, why not?
1: It, it doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Downright anti-American. They want the money to. I'll tell you something, Anti-American. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Patriotism. Un-American. I'll tell you something. I mean, they certainly
3: you didn't seem to love our country very Down, much.
1: Right. Un-American.
2: Welcome to another episode of Un-American, the show about turncoats, traitors and treasonous, where no. Fraud or grifter is safe. I'm Brandon and I am joined tonight. You're too fucking excited. I know why you're excited. <laughs> I am. But you're too excited. I'm joined tonight by Franklin and Jim. How are you doing tonight, Frank? Uh, fuck you. Thank you. I- <laughs> fuck, fuck a lot of you. Uh, yeah, don't you know, ruin it. We'll, don't we'll, spoil we'll it. Get into it. Don't a little, spoil especially it. Especially you, Brandon. I know, but I'm I'll fucking That's how revel in it. I am
0: a I'm a heavy sigh is how I am tonight. All right, all right. That's
2: fair. <laughs> That's fair. Do you have a silver lining? Is there any good uh, in your week that? um there's obvious bad i, I, I created obvious bad there was
0: i i had something perfect lined up and then i got here and you started trash talking and just reliving your glory days and it <laughs> fucked me up so <laughs> no true. no i'm just currently uh, in a my
2: heavy, prime a heavy all right. sigh
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right that's fine how are you
2: frank jim i've done that two <laughs> episodes in a row well, i'm i'm good
4: we got nine more weeks for uh, baby number two Nice. Oh, nice, kid number three, baby number two. Congratulations! I as someone on who's that. never been
0: through it, is the home stretch like the hardest part?
4: It's the uh, anticipation. Yeah, right. especially yeah. because is, we don't know the gender.
0: Right. Oh yeah. Is it Definitely. easier with like second or third child? Do you find, or is it always as just as stress inducing about worrying if they're going to come out okay and they're healthy? I
2: would imagine that there's a little. I bit feel like of... it's more
4: stressful this go around.
2: Yeah, like it
4: was stressful with Mason, but I feel like. More so, this one.
2: I don't know why. Just is. Is that like? But everything's going okay as far as yeah. the pregnancy goes. Yeah. I can no. understand
0: that though, because like now you've lived through like the birth is okay, and now you've seen all the problems that raising a little kid and like the dangers that that represents. Yeah. So now not only are you saying like, okay, I hope the birth goes well, but shit, I'm Honestly, in for a whole ride. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly,
4: I'm less stressed now, even though Mason was born in the heart of the pandemic. Like he's a 2020
2: baby.
3: Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: true. That's true. I forgot about that. Um, all right. Well, I am doing well as well. Let me ask you a question before I tell you why I'm doing well. <laughs> um, how do you have, like, any thoughts on uh, Lil Nas X? I like, them. You don't? I mean, <laughs> no. Anyth- any? I, I don't like him, but... That's that's me. That's typically how I would answer too. I'm not like his biggest fan. I do like one of his songs quite a bit, um, "Industry Baby," which is available on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart, and Deezer. Um, Fuck is Deezer? I have no idea. Um, I know you should left title out of there. No love for Jay Z and. And we don't own the rights to this. <laughs> no, we we don't. But we are going to review it. It's a great song. I this love this. This is somehow song. about how
0: your your dick is so big. I
2: know we're leading up to how good you are. It is about how my dick is so big. Um, one of my favorite lyrics from the song is, "I love Jack Harlow on this song, right?" And uh, my track record so clean. I don't even know who that they is. They couldn't wait to just bash me. I must be getting too flashy Y'all shouldn't have let the world gas me It's great, it's a great song So now that I've reviewed it Keep going though, do this whole verse No, no, now that I've reviewed it um, I'm going to tell you why I am doing so great tonight Because I, unlike two other people in this room the fucking champion of the world. <laughs> uh, fantasy hacky
0: Champion. You're, you're when the, did we the, let you... You're the get- champion
4: of us 10 fucking idiots is what you are. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> that's the true. moment you got the ability to have multiple screens at your disposal and drop... It- Drop sound bites, it became horrible for me. Yeah, it became
2: horrible for everybody. Look at this. You can see yourself in this. It's about, I will never see not, not this on the
4: inside. Trophy. Not the um, inside, because he hasn't cleaned that since the popcorn right. was eaten out of it yet. I know
0: some nasty shit went on before he and his kids ate out of it. Yeah, no shit. Uh, yes, it was clean. Didn't
2: one of those kids bathe in it when they were born? One of the kids was placed in it. Timothy was placed in it because the last time I won it, it was uh, right, it was a, like a month after he was born. So um, that was the, right after Trump was born or uh, elected, right? and yeah. born, <laughs> born, yeah. Um,
4: I can tell you nothing that that cup is seen is as bad as what Ovechkin did to the Stanley Cup.
2: True, I think when Mitch won it, he tried to pour some beer in it, and like it's not sealed very Lee. well. So, so the Mitch is the reason yeah. why it it it's not fully
4: solid. Like it 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 a little bit. We have
2: another winner in the room though tonight. Uh Franklin, I think this belongs to you. Now we will have an official league ceremony, uh, award ceremony. Um but I figured since since the pandemic the trophy has just been both trophies have been here, right? And so since I got mine before ahead of the uh, ahead of the awards ceremony, um as your league manager, I would like to present you with the Dubner. Well,
0: I I Brandon, I have to tell you I have so many people to thank for this. Um, I'm going to go ahead I'm, I hope I'm one of them. Well, you're on the top of the list cuz I hate you right now. <laughs> but number 1 at the top of the list is fucking Vasilevsky. Leave it to a Russian to disappoint an American <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> but yeah. uh first draft pick and the worst fucking like I I would have been better just giving it away. Like it was unfortunate that you
2: that you won the like the punishments. Um, that we'll we'll discuss here in a second um, by less than a half a point. Like yeah. that is very unfortunate. What's it, like what's funny one it. body check and one shot the on goal would have not have you in this position. In- or
0: one of like I could have just made a couple more tri- uh, wire moves, a couple more pickups off the wire. If I'd have been a little more hyper vigilant. But no, like yeah, they, I was so upset that I got knocked out of the final. I was just like grumpy, and like I will just set my lineup.
2: What's so weird too is that the entire league was like rooting for Jim to win it. Like <laughs> everybody was rooting for Jim. I mean, that's
4: primarily because my cousin Kyle is a hell of a campaign artist. Yeah, he yeah. Is. He, he really was the leader in saying, I hope Jim like, wins I, the, yeah, the I
0: barely know your cousin. I know you very well. I was still voting for your
2: cousin. <laughs> Here's the thing. It would have been great had Jim won it because Jim would have been the only multiple – or the second uh, multi-time winner, and you got <laughs> fucked the first time that you won it. Like, you won it the inaugural year. Yeah. Um, so I do want
0: to ask a question, though. Yeah. I uh, won it
4: the inaugural year. Like, I came in, what, seventh overall in the league, but then – because there was this stupid Dubner bracket that I had no idea existed. Because you don't listen to I your league manager. I will say. It's not my fault. I am I showed up to 10. that draft very drunk. You did. And that's when the, <laughs> that's when the rules were announced. That was, I'm going to blame my October loss on that, too. Fest. The only, that was Oktoberfest. I only had, times had, like,
2: that, four 32-ounce mugs of beer before I showed up that night. That was the only time that, like, Jim walked in and, like, legitimately, like, pissed me off off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking walked in and i was just he was like what the fuck fourth round like you're late dude just like (laughs) we've known the time uh anyway done with that i know i'm gonna cut that way down (laughs) like that was a long long fantasy hockey thing um we're gonna talk about madison cawthorn tonight um madison cawthorn is a dick um as most of them are as as most of the subjects on our show are um, let me read you a little bit about who Madison Cawthorn is. I don't have a Freudian slip tonight. I have a goofy. We still have something in place, um, but I'm gonna get out of order from what we would typically do and read you read to you who Madison Cawthorn is. Uh, Madison David Madison Cawthorn, born wait August- wait it's
0: so not his first name. He goes by Madison. Yep. that upsets me so much. As someone like they're the side that makes fun of people who name their kids uh like unique names or spell them uniquely every child's a snowflake that's what they rally against and he doesn't go by david no fuck him he doesn't (laughs) ted cruz yeah, yeah damn it damn it there's a pattern so born august 1st
2: 1995 is an american politician who has served as u.s representative for north carolina's 11th congressional district since 2021 A freshman member of the Republican Party, he is elected to Congress in 2020 to succeed Republican Mark Meadows hawthorne is the youngest member of congress since jed johnson jr as well as the first born in the 1990s he described himself as a christian and a constitutional conservative he has been criticized for his focus on inflammatory rhetoric rather than on passing legislation including falsely asserting that the 2020 presidential election was fraudulent although he backtracked on the claim and fun fact before jim tells us a little bit more about Madison. Um he was present at the Stop the Steal January 6th rally, rally. in Washington. Yep. So fuck
0: him off the bat. And also I'll, don't trust someone who yeah. he's a constitutional whatever that part. Cons- constitutional he, conservative is fucking Which not, is a nonsense term at this point. But it means fascist. You're talking about a guy who was born <laughs> after Kirk Cobain died. Everything he knows about the Constitution he learned he was bu- he was a child in 1994. Nicholas Cage taught him everything he knows he about the Constitution. He fucking doesn't remember 9-11. He stole it. Like, he doesn't remember 9-11. I don't want to trust him with what he knows about the Constitution. Right. Fuck those young kids. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Get and off all, my and lawn also, and read the Constitution. Civics isn't taught in
4: high
2: school anymore, so right. there's that. Uh, that Jim, was part of critical race theory. Let us, let us know a little bit more about Madison Cawthorn, although start with the fact that he so, is handicapped. I didn't know that his first name was David. I want to start with... Uh, with that little
4: fun part with his name, like David Cawthorn. What does that
2: kind of sound like? Combat General Brett Hawthorn. Hawthorne.
0: <laughs> it does sound like Ben Shapiro's character. To me, it sounds like an Anne
2: Rhine character. Oh my God. I promise Shapiro his spirit is going to get brought back up later. Like, I promise it is. They're
0: just, oh, they swim in the same circles.
2: I even fucking wrote, there's like a little note written here that's like, hey, at this clip, fucking notice this. And. So he was nominated,
4: Madison Cawthorn, David Cawthorn, was nominated by Mark Meadows to the United States Naval Academy in 2014, but his application was rejected in the same year. Why? Like, early in the same year. They don't say. Okay. They're, they don't have a reason for it. Could have been grades, could have been, like, physical fitness performance or whatever. Right. Uh, but... Later that year, he had his car accident where his supposed friend was driving and then left him for dead inside of a burning car. Like that's what? Yeah, I don't know. Like this if story. he would have, like if he would have just been like truthful about that accident, then people might have had sympathy. Uh, might have had sympathy for him, but. He was lying about it almost immediately saying that 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 accent was the reason he didn't get into the naval Academy. so Which here he was we go turned down before here yeah. We, yeah here we go with some stolen valor like oh I would have joined the, it, I would have joined the Navy, but <laughs> people who think that
0: like the, the willingness to go into a recruiter's office is the same as serving for your country and like taking a bullet. they think that the fact that they showed any interest in the army means that they're like a general. I, like, do you ever encounter yeah. that mentality? It's and yeah. in, in his case, it would have been the navy, and it'd be like combat admiral right. David like, Cawthorn. <laughs> in his mind, he's the guy telling the Russian warship to go fuck themselves. But in yeah. reality, he's nowhere near that.
4: Yep. So there's that. Yeah, he he lied about. His not military service by saying that the car accident was the reason he didn't get into the Navy. And the car accident was what put
0: him in a wheelchair, correct? Yes. Yeah. So did he try to blame his friend and say his friend was driving when he, in fact, was driving? Is that what happened? I don't know that much about that. Okay, accident. I don't know anything about it. like I until I today. I did not know he was
2: about it, so it may just right. be that he the stolen valor thing that it, like he's he trying to portray to this as. At... Yeah, um, I did know that the there army wasn't controversy. Take me because, yeah. yeah, but
4: I know that whole story of like him being disabled and not being able to get into the military because of that is kind of what propelled him into a victory in Congress.
3: The right. sympathy
2: yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. Uh. So can you, Frank? In uh, like four sentences or less, can you tell us why we're going to be talking about him tonight? We don't need an article. For I don't this. even. We,
0: I don't need four sentences or less. I can say it in a couple of buzzwords. Um, actually, two words: Coke and orgies. Three. There words. You go. That's three words. Damn it! I There's forgot the an and, and count. You don't capitalize. We're using it. an ampersand. Two <laughs> words. <and> a symbol
2: <laughs> Um, yeah, cocaine and orgies. So, uh, he has, um, he's recently, um, within the past several weeks, gone on to a podcast. Um, and the name of that podcast was, uh, Warrior Poet Society, what, right? The Warrior Poet Society, which yeah.
4: I always thought was like revered as something better than what it is. Yeah, because, well, I think like it, I've never it, listened to it, but exa- I've had. That's how I feel. I've had military friends that recommend because they know I'm a podcast listener. They recommended it for me, and I just never
0: got around to it. When and you about to. It always struck me from the the I've never listened to it either, but the the stigma it had to me was like Joe Rogan light. But like, like if you're into kinda. fighting, they, if you're into martial arts, you kind always... of enjoy it. They always sold
4: it to me as, like, the guy's a veteran, and not, and now he's an academic, but he does a podcast, and you should listen to it. And, like, after hearing that Madison Cawthorn was on it, I'm like, No.
0: never listening to this he's 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 not an academic right off the top unless the headline i'm reading is about how this podcast host totally tore into this guest i don't care which we know didn't happen yeah (laughs) they never do so from his own by the way come on our podcast we will (laughs) we
2: will not do it either um from his own website uh so the host of the show his name is john uh i believe you would say it Lavelle. it's l-o-v-e-l-l um he isn't cool enough to even have a wikipedia page so i had to go to his own website um so grain of salt here right john Lavelle is the founder of the warrior poet society a values-based community dedicated to physical protection the pursuit of truth and living for the for a higher purpose john what about any of that says poet no that also is that just a right wing guy that is the three most bland sentences you could ever come up with right John's message of the war of quote the warrior poet has garnered over 100 million views through YouTube, social media, and through the Warrior Poet Society network streaming service and app. John is a war veteran and a former member of Special Operations, having served in the 2nd Ranger Battalion with numerous combat tours in both Iraq and Afghanistan. His overseas experience also includes having served as a Christian missionary to Central America. John is a, quote, family man and fills his time with faith, family fun, and study. Um, and then another spot on his website i this one is maybe not as relevant but kinda um i just thought that this was funny so because like i felt like i knew who this guy was just through the other videos in his youtube feed they all have guns like it's like i knew who this guy was like as soon as i this is the black rifle coffee guy basically like
4: well, i mean I have guns, and I like black rifle coffee. I
2: but I have guns. I yeah. don't like black rifle coffee, not no. because of the coffee. You're not a coffee drinker, so no, <laughs> not Can because, I, of, coffee, because of the coffee. Because of the politics,
0: I feel like there are two kinds of people who come out of the military: people who come out with a an obsession with guns, and people come out with a reverence for guns, respect a, with the respect. Yeah, and like that tells me a lot about people. About like he seems to be the kind of person who just revels. Like I don't know him, but if every picture has you in a gun. I can kind of tell what's on your mind. He owns like five different ARs, all in different right. caliber. And yeah. I'm a collector. I collect a lot of stuff. But will you will you not? Will you, what you will not see on my social media is a bunch of profile pictures of me posing with you know right. my collection of whatever. So this is from a blog. Uh, he
2: wrote this, I guess, on uh, April 18th, 2022. Um, and I'm only going to read you the first two sentences and the, like the headline of the next paragraph. And then I'm going to be like, that's enough. Um, titled why we left public education by the warrior poet society. Oh no. My wife and I, John Lavelle, were both schooled through the public education system. She grew up in a family of public schooled educators, so we're not. Trying today to say that all public school education is bad or evil, but at least for now, why are you bringing it up? But if for at least, but at least for now, in the early years of our children's lives, we have decided that we are going to homeschool them, and here's why public education takes our kids away from us is the next title. And I'm like, okay, but do you work, sir? Because work oh. also takes you away from your children. Um, third paragraph, I'm just gonna skip the second one. Because I love this sentence, and then I'm done with this bullshit. America doesn't need more cogs in the machine. That's the title of the paragraph.
4: So you're not... Hold on. You're not a free market Republican.
2: Our children were not created by God to fill the role that the state and society prescribed for them based on industrialized living and Marxist ideology, which is increasingly the ideology of educational institutions. Hold on. America doesn't need more cogs in the machine is fucking Marxism. (laughs) Like... That yeah. is Marxism. Yeah, man. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about?
4: The the American education system is so It's it's put put in place solely to make you available to work at the age of eighteen years old when right. you graduate high school. Yes, that is the entire point of it. Yeah. So so you can immediately fall into work. That's yeah. what it always has
2: been. It didn't. It has not changed. School is the anti-Marxism. <laughs> like one hundred percent. Like Marxism is like, like laying is under trees and he eating fucking apples and shit. Is <laughs> like, he confusing <laughs> K through twelve with college right now? Is uh, that what he's doing? Isn't that what they all do? Um. All right, I'm done with him. I just wanted to give you an idea of who both of these guys are before like, we start this. Let's broadcast. let's just take a, a brief look at like
4: our like who ran our education system for the United States. Like, uh, what was Trump's nominee's name? Betsy is DeVos. Just, yeah. Bessie mm. Devos. I want. I like. No, I had I the. Forget. I had the 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 nickname that I always gave Big her, si. Devo. Like the yeah. band Devo. Yeah. I had that in my head, but I couldn't remember her actual name. Yeah, like, um, come on. Like,
2: that was our recent representative no shit. for the education system. Yeah. Um. OK. So with that, we know a little bit about who both of these guys are. That's about as much as you need to know for this conversation. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and I'm going to put like a disclaimer here that I believe that this episode is necessary because of the cocaine and orgies line that like blew up in the news and like really put a big spotlight on Madison Cawthorn. But I also think for the purpose of who he is, this is only a good part one. Like, and this might be an episode that if I was, um, this is setting the stage for like who he
4: actually is. And then
2: this is setting the stage for who part he, two. We can get into like why he's he, such a shitbag. What he, yes, exactly. Like I would say maybe don't judge, the entire podcast based off this one episode because i know what the content is and i know we're going to agree with a lot of stuff but we're not going to agree with it because of what he's saying so we'll see where we go with this but i'm just telling you i plan john's a very confused individual there this is going to be a good uh this is going to be a good setup for when we definitely talk about him next
0: um this is a weird intro uh there's no freudian slip does he at least open the podcast with the like bumper music? Anything like we you know how to open a podcast? No, it's no. Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of things that involve just like production please, value. Wait, please tell me he doesn't open this podcast with a really with a really visual uh joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rookie mistake number 1. So,
2: uh he opens his podcast with Madison Cawthorn sitting in the warrior poet chair and John Lavelle. He made him get out of his wheelchair to get into a new chair. <laughs> John Lavelle sitting in Madison Cawthorn's wheelchair. Oh, and yeah. he stole it. It's a cringy joke. It's intended to be a joke. Now, the voice that you hear making the handicap jokes, that's Madison Cawthorn. Okay, so like, I guess he can get away with it. Still cringy.
3: Hello, everyone. Madison Cawthorn with the nope. Warrior Poets. I'm, I'm actually I'm in, in charge. Jo- I'm in charge. This is my video.
5: Is this, this, is, this is the Warrior Poets chair.
3: Yeah. And you're in it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is I, my show. I feel like you're. I feel like you you're just kind of
5: rolled into my life.
3: Is that like a wheelchair joke?
5: I mean, there's a lot of jokes that could be made. Like, you really stand up for America.
3: I'm out of here. How do you work this thing? I'm missing, I'm missing my mark, but I'm going now. Jerk.
2: Republicans can't tell
0: jokes. Like, that's all I'm saying. That's not like, the worst. I've said it I'll a million honestly. honestly. Say that's not th- the honestly, worst. Honestly, I attempt wanted to I've... laugh at it,
4: but that's just because I took it as a dad joke. It's,
0: it's, but it's right. cringy. Like, it's just like, it's cringy, but it could be like, if, if these two don't know each other too well, it could be a way for them to tell each other, like, oh, this is going to be lighthearted. We're not, we're going to have fun, you know? Like, yeah, like, well, it's a weird way to start a podcast. Yeah, well, and then
2: all of a sudden it flashes to the logo of the podcast and then like it just should, starts again. That should be
0: the banter
4: <laughs> that they had before you're, the podcast started. Guys, yeah,
0: yeah. Guys, you're not going to get that Spotify Joe Rogan endorsement starting a podcast with a very visual joke.
2: Come yeah. on.
1: you.
0: Uh, at least
2: describe to people what it's you're goofy. doing. They're definitely going to have some fun. Uh this episode or this their,
0: their voices are incredibly similar.
2: They are and it kind of
4: a grift that goes along with this podcast just like The Order of Man. With the the grift, John Lavelle's- Have you heard of The Order of Man podcast no, cuz they haven't. It's one of them people that sell like they, they sell you a sixty dollar monthly subscription that you can be part of this small group of men. You can talk about your problems every week.
2: We can <laughs> we can They're learn. selling group therapy to men. Yeah, and, oh my and, god. And books. It's a whole it's a course <laughs> thing. You should look into how bad the grift of Order of Man is. Um. So this, John Lavelle's grift is just uh, tactical gear, it looks like. I'm, I'm looking at his shop right now, and belts, knives, holsters,
4: oh, so lights, like optics. The guy that owns tactical shit off yeah. of Highway 70? I don't even yeah. think he owns
0: it. He probably more likely, based on my experience, he just partners with someone who's a warehouse. Shirts, hats, his name hoodies, on
2: coffee combos, uh, pistol courses, rifle courses, specialty courses. When, I guess black rifle like sort of brought that into it. Like, when did
0: coffee become so associated? Yeah. why do yeah. you got to be so alert in the morning it's, to uh, to I, I I shit? <laughs> right. I guess it's
4: just like uh, conservative grounds. How like. Conservative people needed a coffee house that could go and yeah. shoot the shit Yeah, well, I think it. it's yeah, I'm not a, like, a fucking it's dick just, for so putting like they, money into that too. Like they, so like hey, they, there's hey, like Jim, we like coffee too. We just can't be associated with Starbucks. We, yeah,
0: that's all, <laughs> Jim. You're right. Yes, the leftist Seattle Starbucks. Uh,
2: so they're gonna have some more fun here. I called uh, this clip browing It Up."
3: All right. What's happening, folks? Welcome back. Today, I have a special guest, Congressman Madison Cawthorne, great Second Amendment advocate. Really, really like this guy. He's become a friend over the last, I don't know, half a, half a year since I've met him. And uh, anyway, have a really hot topic that we we'll want to go with. He is the youngest elected congressman, 26 years old, uh, in modern history, and so, Madison, Thanks so much for being with us, John. Great to be with you. you know, I followed the Warrior Post Society for about five years, so it's a it's a real honor to be here. Yeah, and you're all kitted up. I
5: am. Yeah, I have every single one of your shirts. Every single one, bro. You're my homeboy. Thanks so much,
2: Oh bro. bro, why, bro are you're white, my homeboy.
0: why are white middle uh, mid twenty people or white mid twenties males the most cringy group of all time? I don't like, know. We were all
2: there. I don't know, but they oh man it's it's ridiculous. a lot of inflated confidence for no reason see if you can follow along with this next clip because where madison cawthorn goes after that introduction is kind of weird to me and i don't feel like it ends in the same place that it that it starts
3: so now that you've been in congress for how long i've been there this is my, I'm my going on my second year so long enough that you kind of have the lay of the land right? i know where the bathrooms are at this point fantastic a funny way to say it that's great uh to me as an onlooker i hate politics i really dislike politicians uh you're okay-ish right that's a really Uh,
5: that's a high bar i'm okay that's a high bar like mm, man
3: it was just just because i feel like just such rampant corruption yes and i feel like every time a politician speaks it's all these like empty platitudes like it's a competition how corrupt is it uh number one i
5: think that it has to do with the really the fallen nature of man uh a lot of these people are all big fish in a little pond where they come from they're all very important now they now have the name honorable in front of them they've got bulletproof glass velvet robes, security everywhere they go um and then they get to washington and they're no longer the big fish in a little pond they're just a fish in a very large ocean and everyone's a big fish
2: does that does he kind of feel like he gets lost a little bit there like, they all have bulletproof glass and red velvet ropes, and then they get to they Washington? They get too big
0: for the bridges. Now, let me tell you for the hey, third time in two minutes how I'm the youngest member of Congress.
4: One thing that I'll give John is that he just learned me a word. Platitude. Didn't know what it was. Thought it was made oh, yeah. up. No, it's, it's old. <laughs> I've
0: heard it, but it's not a very common word nowadays. <laughs> a
4: remark or statement, especially one with moral content, that has been used too often to be interesting or thoughtful.
0: There you go. So everything Ted Cruz says. Well, it kind of describes Madison Cawthorn. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So here's my
2: first big, and we're going to listen just to this whole episode of the Warrior Poet Society, because one of the arguments that uh, Cawthorn makes about the controversy that came up... um, is that like, oh, I was taken out of context. And I was like, well, what better way to not take you out of context and listen to the other dickheads fucking podcast. Um, So here's my first red flag for the podcast.
3: A few years ago, my wife and I started watching a disgusting show. and We ended up giving up on it after a while, but it was an interesting... Study for us it was revealing. It was a, a show called House of Cards. I'm gonna
5: turn my hat around for this This is
3: are you familiar with how to get Cards? serious? Yes, I am with uh, Kevin Spacey and I forget who else uh, was in it, uh, but a uh, really anyway. well done show very really, well done Very show. well done show
2: terrifies me when a member of Congress sees a political drama and is like, you know what? that fucking over exaggerated dramatic HBO version of politics that was fucking tight. Let me like, tell you that what, was awesome. what got me excited about politics.
4: President the glamour candidates of Hollywood. are killing reporters in the subway all the time. Thank you. <laughs> right, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Also, if you're going to talk about House of Cards, at least go OG and talk about the BBC UK version that, that that didn't shit out after three years. Dude, he has no idea. He doesn't know who fucking Joey he doesn't know who Robin is. Wright is. She was in fucking Forrest Gump. Learn her name, goddammit. Yeah. She's the president in the in, last season. In all
2: honesty, as far as that show goes, I spoiler. I
4: thought it was good. I was hooked. I watched it. For but you recognize all seasons. that it's yeah, fucking it's unrealistic
0: as shit. Yeah.
2: He doesn't. <laughs> and what like, they, like what, that's so, reality, man. What, that's what, how, the problem. <laughs> what House
0: of Cards is, is what most QAnon believers suspect Hollywood's like. Or government, DC is like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. where you're overpowerful. You have like you're you're thinking 15 moves ahead versus the reality where most of our politicians are probably two moves behind. I have uh, take Diane
4: Feinstein for instance. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, she's (laughs) like 10
2: steps behind. I have uh, I have a buddy that uh, works in DC and said like one of the things that like he hated about that show when it came out um, because he works with all of these government people and whatever. He was just like, dude. It, it that fucking show has made everyone in DC feel like they're more important than they <laughs> actually are. Like everybody, th- like feels fucking. Like everyone they-
0: is walking around snapping dogs' necks, doing monologues <laughs> to cameras.
2: Yeah, what the fuck. Um. All right. So he's gonna stay on this. I for guess the the West Wing bit. didn't quite have the same effect. <laughs> no. Well, no, there wasn't. Uh,
0: it wasn't as dirty, like right, like. Well, I mean, you did have char- uh, Martin Martin Sheen cursing out God in one episode where he's in a church, he smokes a cigarette and like calls God an asshole, and yeah, walks yeah, that's
2: not suffocating somebody in their own fucking car garage. No, <laughs> <Yeah>, that's <true. Yeah. laughs>
4: <laughs> like, not faking suicide. Yeah. yeah, with an
3: Aaron
0: Sorkin, <laughs> come on.
3: But it was so dirty, and it was about this uh, congressman uh, who was Kevin Spacey who was, I think it was Minority or Majority Whip. Yep. What what was it? Yeah. And so, anyway, very, very powerful guy, and it was just kind of like his secret life of all this corruption and power and money and perversion, and it was just dirty. How much, in your opinion, because you've been behind the veil, is this a fictitious show? Or is this more closer to like a documentary? Is, is it that bad? Okay, that's a stupid fucking question.
2: Yeah, like that's a dumb. Qu- if you have a it was congressman- made for Netflix. Yeah, well, and that's ma- a that's a dumb question as somebody who interviews people. Like, if the three of us had any member of Congress in think, this room, do you? We think would not say some stupid fucking shit like that. How you realistic is that, House of
4: Cards? Do you yeah. think that Spider Man is reality? Who would win, Batman
2: or Superman? Let's get to the tough question. Jim, you don't even know how much you foreshadowed something (laughs) later. Did Spider-Man come up? I'm not saying shit. What's your favorite superhero, bro? Yeah, uh, this one one bugged me, and I had to fact check it. It wasn't hard to fact check, but uh, they're still fucking talking about this goddamn show.
5: So I heard a former president that we had in the 90s was asked the question about this. A hand he gave an answer that i thought was so true and he said the only thing that's not accurate in that show is that you could never get a piece of legislation about uh
2: about education passed that quickly okay that's out of context uh madison cawthorn um yes bill clinton was asked or, or he wasn't even asked he was playing cards with fucking kevin spacey um so here's uh, whoa Whoa,
0: go back. When was this? Yeah, I don't know. And it may not have been cards. I may have said, I mean, that he was on a plane with cards. Epstein. He was playing cards with Kevin Spacey. I'm just saying. I might have been wrong about
2: playing cards. Hold on. Let's I'll read the story. This is from uh business insider. Former president Bill Clinton of, uh, told house of cards star Kevin Spacey. Um, the DC drama is a lot closer to fact than fiction. He tells me, I love that House of Cards, Spacey said in an interview with Gotham Magazine about the Netflix series. Um, Kevin Spacey went into an impression of the former president when describing Clinton's review of the show. Quote, Kevin, 99% of what you do on that show is real. The 1% you get wrong is you could never get an education bill passed that fast, said uh, Spacey said,
0: recounting Clinton's comment. Um so, so the, wait, this isn't even a Bill Clinton it, quote. Yeah, this is a Kevin Spacey quote where he is saying this is what Bill Clinton said, right? Yeah. yeah, and we all know what Kevin Spacey's word is worth nowadays, right? Right, um, so and
4: also I've seen Kevin Spacey's impression of Clinton, it's, it's not, actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: good but when it's he was like, on Conan. He's, he's a great actor. I will give him that. But he's also, also a shitty just, in case, oh, absolutely.
2: just in case any uh, right winger out there wants to be like, well, Obama said it was the same, too. Like Obama also had a quote in 2013 where he said, quote, I wish things were that ruth- ruthlessly efficient. It's like Kevin Spacey's. It's like Kevin Spacey. Man, this guy's getting a lot of stuff done. End quote. Both of those I comments are, those are things, joking. They're joking You're joking about the, the molasses like nature of I wish, right.
0: of I wish though,
4: that things were that ruthlessly effective. Right. Well also, yeah.
0: if you met a guy who is a, a star of a TV show about ruthless like insider Washington, you would make that obvious joke about like the only thing you get yes. wrong is you get too much done. Ha ha right.
2: It's not like for him to try all, to, for him to try to quote first of all, he's Quoting Bill Clinton, but he's actually quoting Kevin Spacey. Allegedly quoting, quoting Bill Clinton, um, and and his argument is basically without saying his name. Bill Clinton said that this is ninety nine percent real. Like, well, this is yeah, the... except for the fucking subway shit and like the
0: all, the monologue like the
2: camera. Yeah, like. Just lots more breaking, sex than I believe actually breaking happens. Breaking the third three, wall, three ways with your bodyguard. <laughs> breaking the third wall—that's a good one. Fourth wall, fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah,
0: just I'm gonna go but talk to this corner for a second. I, it's the worst kind of. <laughs> it's the worst kind of platitude to be like, "Oh yeah, that show about really skeezy politicians is even worse than you think." Mm-hmm. I'm the youngest politician, and I'm. I know we're gonna get to a point where he's gonna allege like he has to give examples. Yeah, right? here we go. It's it's right here.
2: Uh,
5: aside is, from is, that, I mean. The sexual perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, it, being kind of a young guy in Washington with the average age is probably 60 or 70. And I look at all these people, a lot of them that I've you know, i looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know. It, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get-together at one of our homes. You should come. And I'm like, what, what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. Uh, and then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's like, wow, this is, this is wild. And then there's also kind of the whole espionage aspect of what goes on in Washington of, you know, so many people trade in secrets and there, there's a currency to secrets. And yeah. so uh, it, it's wild. And then, you know, there's members of the, of the, the media, the journalists, who kind of will keep nasty stories about you or about other people on a shelf. And then if you're about to kind of speak out against something they don't want you to, they'll come out and say, well, we're about to drop the story of when, you know, 17 years ago you did X, Y, and Z. And you don't want us to drop that story, do you? So we're, we're going to bully you back into this position.
0: I had so many problems with that.
2: Yeah, well, he's recounting fucking House of Cards. He, like he's, he's, saying, made, yeah. he's saying exact fucking plot points from an HBO show. It's yeah. HBO, right? He, no, it's He's, post- it, oh, he's telling us what right. his wet dreams yeah. are.
0: Well, no, yeah, and, like, in the show he saw the fact that like ooh the the Bill Clinton uh, the Bill Clinton stand-in and the Hillary Clinton stand-in had a three-way with their bodyguard right so that must mean they're all into orgies but the we we live in a highly politicized world so like the immediate thing that the reason this caught fire is because it's kind of he doesn't say any names he doesn't specifically no, say who not say shit who invited them to an orgy who did cocaine in front of him because the implication has to be it's other Republicans. We are so divided right now. What Democrat is going to go up to a Trump supporter and be like, you want to come to an orgy? <laughs> yeah. Or, hey, watch <laughs> me do this illicit drug in front of you. Are you fucking kidding me? So, yeah. like, this is the reason why I know because of the headlines. He got in trouble with his own party because the implication is other Republicans are doing this. Right. Um, it's all just, like, but to me, like, my, here's my thesis.
2: My thesis is that, like, a big portion of, like, the, the his whole conversation on this this specific episode of this podcast is just like him recounting. Like he watched a show, he got really into it, and he's like, "Now I'm in Congress, and that's my life." Right. And it's like that's in, that's you're in, full of shit. Dude.
0: Honestly, in two years, he's going to be comparing the fucking twenty twenty four election to the red wedding because he's going to get caught up on a fucking. Also,
2: I have trouble believing, and like I'm not saying nobody,
0: but I have trouble believing there's lots of orgies in Congress. I believe the there's average lots age of corruption. is sixty. They're not fucking each other. Like they're sixty years old, man. They can they fucking they if, can barely remember Congress, who they are. If Jim Congress said. is <laughs> if Congress is as dirty and as
2: corrupt and as espionage as Madison Cawthorn would, I'm not saying it's not. Like there's, I'm not. You will never hear me be like. I mean, it's clean. It's not a like. It's Warren Moorer was a member. All wasn't I'm saying, he? if it was orgy dirty wouldn't that be like a reason to like have that over the other fucking people like we all went to an orgy together like we would either all have to do it or anybody not a part of it will
0: have dirt well his his premise falls apart because he talks about how cutthroat it is and he's like yeah people just invited me to an orgy well then how easy would it be to secretly film it release it and then ruin your your enemies politically yeah. Right? Like, why good, would you give good someone good the keys land. to, like, here, watch me do this illicit drug in front of you that you could easily record? And also,
2: there's the like, story I that... I don't buy it at all. The story that came... Well, I guess we'll we'll talk about that at the end. Um, okay, he's gonna keep going on with this. There's a thing that Madison uh, does throughout the this entire episode, and I think for a while the bro McBro feel is fucking there. And so when he does it, he like kind of hijacks it, and he'll Madison will just like rant for like four minutes, wh- and he talks really fast. So for me, it sucked like trying to cut this because I was like, you just keep switching. Like he does this like Ben Shapiro act where he just like keeps going, um, and so he's a, and he switches subjects and it's yeah, hard to follow. I mean, yeah. he
0: started off with it's a debate tactic. You stack up points so quickly that if you wanted, if you want to. Uh, disagree you have to disagree with 20 points and you grind the conversation to a halt no one wants to do that so you win by default he
2: didn't take a breath between house of cards being a great show a 90s president um say making a quote orgies and coke and now he has switched it to insider trading and he's like he's not done like he's just running
3: Practically, let's say that all of a sudden I was going into office. By the way, I have no political aspirations, zero, and people are always like, John, run for office a little bit. Nope, absolutely not. I like to support people that have that calling. I have no desire to do that, but let's, as a little thought experiment, I am just elected Congress, Senate, whatever, and I get in there and I go through my orientation and I have my good values and stuff and I stand for something like many other before, uh, how does that slippery slope? actually get in front of me. Our current president, you know, he's been in public service for 50 years at a certain salary, which is kind of like, it's good, but it's not great. You can't become a lavish, multi, multi, multi millionaire with all these different houses and it, the math doesn't work. Like the battery so, example, that, that was a real example, That's right? a real example, yeah. No. I, right before
5: we added uh, announced we were going to add about 700,000 electric vehicles to our federal fleet, I noticed, because if you go to, uh, I think it's ceowatchlist.org, you can see the trades that publicly traded companies, CEOs, and anybody in the C-suite are making, or all, what all trades members of Congress are making. And so we all kind of monitor that just to see what's going on. And I noticed a lot of people in the majority party were buying stocks that had to do with some kind battery, some kind of technology for electric vehicles, and then wouldn't you know it? About a month or two later, it was then announced for adding seven hundred thousand electric vehicles to the uh, to the to the to the the fleet, and then all those stock prices just jump. Whether you're investing in lithium mines, whether you're investing in the people who actually manufacture batteries, whether you're investing in directly into companies that make electric cars.
2: So not only does Madison Cawthorn love to just talk and talk and talk and talk, so does John Lavelle, and so John he's got a monologue podcast. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> John John is gonna ask a question here now and it like it doesn't go on for four minutes like fucking Madison does at times. Um but it it's just kind of weird. Like to me it doesn't feel like a very structured well, question. The
0: only structured response to what Madison just said is what politicians did Coke in front of you? Right? And let's be clear. Yeah, why I would am you- not I don't demonize drug use. Like, I've done cocaine. I don't demonize anybody who does. Dem- I certainly don't demonize anybody who does a, tr- a three-way. Like Demonize shitty fucking interviewers. That's but if you're going to use it to, to gain political points, like, oh, this is how depraved they are, at least have the balls to say who they are. Right? I don't really Tell care. Tell people who are voting for them, this are the people who are in yeah. the swamp. Especially you
2: know? since you don't like those guys. You're right. against that side of the party Supposedly, unless you're making they- this
4: up as long as they are not hurting other human beings once work is over with, I don't care what they do. As, as long yeah. as they actually do their job in Congress,
0: which none of them do these but days. the so. problem right. is, if, if, if he pressed him as, like, Madison, who invited you to a three-way or an orgy? He would be like, oh, Frank Underwood. He's like, well, that's a fictional character. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, again, like you said,
2: very little structure. Um, there should be more. This question doesn't feel like they're... It's like, I don't know. I don't know how you just let that slide. Coconut orgies, whatever. Yeah, right, and right. Like, Explain yourself, my man. Here, let's go into more fucking kind of house of cards fan fiction.
5: Um, and so that's a way people can make money is through the this kind of version of insider trading that people can do. But th- we are limited on our ability to have any kind of earned income. You can have passive income, but you can't have any earned income. And So you can't sit on a board and get a salary for it or anything like that. Um, but what you can do is you can have your spouse put as chairman of this company. You can have your spouse saying that she's going to be or he he or she is going to be a a consultant to this firm. And next thing you know, they're getting a paycheck for really not doing anything. Could, uh, could your son your son? Oh, Mom. yeah.
2: Hmm.
3: Hmm. Huh. <laughs> See what <sighs> you did there?
2: So that end sound. <laughs> it's like a picking shit. They that, know right where they're rooting. All of us have experienced that moment. And that's what makes me love that. It's one of the only things that I actually liked about listening to this. Is I was like, oh, he's just a shitty podcaster like me. Like, that's a joke that didn't <laughs> land. And in the middle of it not landing, all parties in the room knew that it didn't land. But they were. So they were like. But Making here, they were highlighting the punchline. Here's the thing, yeah, yeah, because they were trying to like save it, right? They were trying to like. But here's the thing: I would have edited that shit out. <laughs> they made the determination that using keep the it in. the using the buzzword "hunter" was more important than landing the fucking joke, and that makes me laugh so much because I would have just been like, ah, yeah. that that missed, like. That didn't – Kyle Rittenhouse almost got fucking taken out of the Christmas episode <laughs> because, like, it didn't land. But because, like, we reacted to the fact that it didn't land and that was funny, that's the only reason that that stayed in the episode. But that was almost a joke that didn't land. And this is one that I would have just cut out of your fucking show. <laughs> like, you're just a shitty podcaster. right? Um, either that or, again, like, they're just lazy and they're just like, you know what, it's more important to say Hunter Biden Which, than it again, is like to – I and well, I've made, yeah. the, I've made I this mean, point. A dog off,
0: I've made this point off the podcast. I hate the fact that anybody makes money off the fact their uh, their parents' name. Right? That mm-hmm. sucks. Right? Yeah. It, and I hate what but like I guarantee you, if we go back four years, these people are not going to be complaining that Jerry Kushner was in charge of peace in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. No shit. You know right? or. Any uh, of the myriad of things that he was fucking in charge of, like or that, if you talk about the, nepotism, Ivanka? Ivanka, uh, Ivanka, yeah, fucking Donald Trump Jr. Even Donald Trump doesn't like Donald Trump Jr. And he had a fucking job, right? Like it, it's <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, yeah. I don't know. I like that moment. There's a couple more of those moments where I'm just only, like, well, this is well, just shit about nepotism whenever it's your
4: party.
0: Which and I, if if Madison wants to talk about the fact that like we should prevent c- Congress people from owning and trading stocks. Maybe even go so far as to prevent their spouses from owning and trading stocks. Yeah. I'd be down for that conversation. For sure. It's going to open up a can of worms. People are just going to not get married and have their girlfriends, quote unquote, own stock or sit on a board. Right. But, like, I'm fine with that conversation. We've seen enough people suspiciously sell stock the week before it rises, right. whether it's well, Republican or Democrat, dude, in the last for year. Dude, any— random swinging dick that's still insider trading it is and he's not wrong but he's wrong in saying that it's only one side that that participates well and he's wrong
2: for just being fucking vague that this whole thing is like he's
0: not in on it you know yeah It's,
2: it's
4: not that politicians shouldn't be allowed to own stock it's that we should actually punish them for insider trading yeah yeah. I think they should be able to own stock, but they you actually also, punish them when it's blatant yeah, insider to, trading.
0: They had to go to prison and then reform their image and host a cooking show with Snoop Dogg. I, yeah, exactly. I,
4: you I knew did. where <laughs> no, I was going yeah. with that joke. High five. I, <laughs> I,
2: I, I disagree. I don't believe that they should be able to own stock because they can control. They can manif- They have the power to pass qualities well, yeah, to manipulate. And then
4: you impeach them. For insider well, trading. In, in we a, don't even impeach them world. for insurrection, dude. Oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. In like, in a, in we're talking about the sky ideas
2: right now, work, yes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So in the communist utopia- Although I do think in the world- <laughs> <laughs> In
0: the world we're in, Brandon, you are right, that the only reasonable solution is that if you're in politics, you can't own stock. Right. Now, what I'm worried about is that will open up other- Avenues of scam revenue, like well, you can give speeches and that's worth money, and, and you'll give a, a bunch well, of people like yeah.
2: But if we're eliminating outlets, like how about all billionaires don't own stock? I mean, let's see that's how good you do now, motherfucker. right? Yeah. Um. All right. So we're
4: like, you know, if you own or even work for a company, you probably shouldn't be allowed to own stock in said company. Like, doesn't that just seem dirty?
0: I mean, unless you're a small company that gives out stock as a a benefit, yeah. like we can't pay you a lot, but, but you have future benefits if we do good. I can see that being okay. No, I think that's a you, piece of shit move. Because I've been in that. I've, oh, I've had yeah, that. And they'll screw you. How, every about if time? you yeah.
2: how about if you work for a company, you're the only one that can own co- stock in that company. So that's
0: pretty much just we get rid of stock. Your stock is that's your just, workforce. That just
4: doesn't seem like your stock would go anywhere if you
2: did that. If you, oh yeah, I guess it that might be the wouldn't. point though. Yeah, <laughs> let's just get, yeah, fuck it. Don't run for Congress. Yeah, you're just yeah. Mm. (laughs) But, uh,
5: but when you first get to Washington, John Lovell just got elected and don't run for Congress. It's, uh, it's, it is, it is, it is is an honor and a privilege to be able to help people so much and to be able to cut through bureaucratic red tape that takes people years to get through and bring life-saving care to these people. It's incredible. But Washington, D.C. is a a pit of vipers, and I I am there just for a quick purpose. Most of the people that get elected is the best job they'll ever have. That's why they never want to lose it. I think this is probably, aside from the honor of getting to serve my constituents, Working in Washington is like the worst job in the world. I could be at the mountains of Western North Carolina. I never want to go that close to the Mason-Dixon line in my entire life.
4: I'm know. just a
2: rich kid. I could be fucking anywhere. Right? I want to
5: live in the
4: South forever and keep my Jim Crow laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm way too
0: close to the Mason-Dixon line. I don't like it up here. Uh, oh, okay. Also, if the Mason-Dixon line is where you define civility at, like starting, you are way too South. Good <laughs> God. Yeah, no shit. somewhere where the coast. <laughs> also, why is he... What the fuck is he talking about? Like... Well, because he's contradicting himself, he's like back well, and forth, back and forth. Like the whole thing is just everyone, like this gymnastics no one, no one, thing. I no hate one, being yeah. a politician, but I love being a politician, politician.
4: But I hate being a politician. But I'm very honored it. to fucking save because all these
2: I, lives that I'm I, not. Like, citing.
4: What do you oh, bring life saving care? What do you? You're, you're not a
0: Republican. You don't bring life saving care. <laughs> you you, exactly you're against health care for all. You are not a surgeon in the Korean War. You're not both uh, ashamed to be there and honored to save lives. Yeah. You're not that important. Like what red tape are you cutting through that is saving so many lives? Yeah, no, it can't. Right. He's definitely not helping <laughs> nothing, Medicaid. Well, I mean, nothing. <laughs> has, nothing, nothing has gotten moves. passed in four years. <laughs> no, like Congress or the Senate can't do anything. Yeah. Like, what was our? We had. Uh, like, does he really
4: think that? Like, if he, whenever he signs his name on a piece of paper, he's like,
0: ah, oh, just save some lives. So we know
2: that he doesn't like uh, Congress, or he does. I guess is what we know Um, he's going to I guess he's going to tell us why or not.
5: But so anyways, you get elected hypothetically. Once you get to Washington, freshman orientation is very enlightening. You learn a lot of the procedures, but it's also made to be very. I'm not sure if this is the right word, but obsequious. It's difficult to understand. You get told information, but it's not explained to you in a way where you understand exactly what needs to happen. And so therefore you start relying heavily on your leadership The people who are elected whether it's the speaker of the house the minority leader whoever it is we have a pretty good leadership team in washington right now for uh, uh, my side of the aisle um but then you have to heavily rely on people who've been there for a lot of years or people who are elected to leadership in washington and this then starts to consolidate power within the leadership because instead of having you know you need 218 members to vote for this well this one member might control 70 votes and so then they can really throw their weight around cuz not only now they're not just representing 700,000 people it's we're talking 7 million we're talking 70 million.
2: So I love that he started out saying like that I don't know if this is the right word obsequious is obedient or attentive to an excessive or servile degree. So obviously at some point he either read this word or somebody told him this word in these talking points or whatever. But he placed Within it at the his wrong... his freshman orientation, he was told that he needed to be obsequious. <laughs> yeah. And he forgot
4: what that word meant. Yeah. He should have
2: waited until graduation. He was really like, I that think that it out. means hard to understand.
0: <laughs> 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 also, like, I, I want them to get their story straight. Are they... Their side of the aisle is really good, right? Right now? Their side of the aisle has really good leadership. Didn't Madison Cawthorn just get tell, finished telling us that the, the, yeah, the establishment coke, coke orgies? Fucking coke orgies. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, <laughs> really good leadership. Are they but respected they like to or invite not?
4: Invite me to coke orgy party. And right. if you're gonna
0: make it up, just go all the way and tell them that Hunter was the one that invited you to coke orgy. Or tell them, like, go ahead, the, tell them anything. Like every Any name, everything, just name everything a is name. So
2: vague and so like, all he's saying is stuff that anybody who doesn't like the government like it's it, softballing. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's softballing cuz even people like me who know that Madison Cawthorn is a fascist, who knows that like I do not like anything that this guy represents or stands for, here's the things that he's saying in this episode and I'm like, "Well, yeah, duh. It's corrupt."
0: Like the duh, problem is Madison, you're, you're and, making it fantastical. He well, like, sounds
4: like a frat boy that happened to win a popularity contest. 100%. Well, yeah, and, and Madison
0: Cawthorn and John Lovell don't have any actual interest in fixing the problem. If they did, they would have an honest conversation about stock just, owning when it comes to congressman. Right. He has a, a unique position now. He is a congressman. He knows the rules about what he's allowed to own in stock. He would see easily how he's able to manipulate that to make money. It's just a couple right? of Republican like, bros, man.
2: Yeah, they're just throwing it up. Just throwing it
4: up. Like, how did they even get. How did we even get to this point where, like, Republican bros are a thing?
2: I don't know, but the internet. uh,
0: The same reason we got to have a podcast. All these these
2: people.
4: (laughs) All these same people that I know that are Republican bros these days—they used to make fun of dude bros in high school. Yeah. like the the people
2: that wore Hollister and stuff like that, the fucking Axe body spray. <laughs> yeah,
4: just a couple of dude bros. Yeah, well you're you're rep broing right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: want to listen to Dave Matthews and wear Birkenstocks?
5: <laughs> Ants on parade, man. Uh, and so the way that Washington works, the way that you start to get bought, uh, the way that you start to lose the power over your vote is that you start asking leadership, well, hey, what should I do in this situation? I, I don't really understand what this bill is doing. Can you walk me through this? And then all of a sudden they will tell you, oh, well, yeah, you just wanna vote for this. And then your voting record starts going down this trail that you don't know, no longer have popular support of the people to support your campaigns. And so then you're starting having to rely on these special interest groups, these, these super PACs and these, these organizations who wanna see their legislation passed, not, not necessarily because it has to do with your district, but because it helps their business. And so these people
2: are called lobbyists. What a chicken shit answer! Like, because like he's right. Like he's right that that is how it happens. Like, people, but again, like people it's will start shit. voting
0: for
3: whatever that they're lobbyists yeah. and the people
0: propping them up. It's chicken shit though in the way that ninety five percent of the country agrees that lobbyists are a problem. The left and the right agree. Right. You're using it as political points without offering any solution about how you, quote-unquote, clean the swamp. Dude, they're not going to get rid of it because that's how they make money. And he's not going to prevent – he's going to take lobbyist money just like everyone else because he's going to play the same game while saying that he's he's above the fray. what, What did
4: they make? Can we look that up real quick? Who? What like what Oh what what is, what is their salary? What is a representative
0: uh, and then like does their pr- does look their salary up Madison, increase? Madison Madison salary. Their
4: salary stays the same. It's yes. the same it, no it, matter unless how many they years? give themselves a raise, but yeah. That's, yeah. No matter how many years they've served, same. Yeah, it's a
0: base salary. Same and, thing with the and, president. unless
4: they give themselves a raise, yes. Yeah. Unless they vote on their own raise, which I wish we had the hell power to do. No. Who, Jeez, who the, the hell is th- going to vote no on a uh
2: salary $371,000 monthly income. Wait, what? oh, well because of what he's fucking worth. He's worth his net worth is 46 million. Um what? His, his monthly income is 800,000. But let How him tell
0: you little about little the fucking insane world. Worth
2: 46 million. He comes from rich parents. Rich parents.
4: Yeah. Yikes. The affluency, which
0: I mean, honestly, if you want he's to like, run oh, for I'm office, he's like, oh, for the little
2: people. No, man. If you want
4: you're to run, worth forty six million dollars, well,
0: if you want to run for office, there are two paths. There is having a fuck ton of money to be able to buy the the astroturf that gets you there, the fake support that gets you enough. You fake it till you make it until enough like, people actually support is, you. It is a wonder, or you grassroots, which it he's is, never going to do. He doesn't have to. He's twenty six yeah. and he's worth forty six million dollars. He, he doesn't care. No 26-year-old has done anything to make them worth millions of dollars. He has two chauffeurs to drive him around in his Tesla Model S. Let me just... He has two chauffeurs
2: on that one. <laughs> so, I yes, Wait. he has two chauffeurs. Hold on. Don't get hung up on that point. No,
0: that's... No, No, he's gonna
2: he's gonna talk about where he gets his money now. So it's very appropriate that we brought up how much money he made because like that wasn't even Well, we know it
0: can't be from stocks, it can't be from lobbyists, right? Because that would make him a hypocrite. You wanna know where he
2: gets it? Five dollars at a time, baby.
5: Now I'm very fortunate in my position to where, you know, I I get, you know, probably five dollars from five hundred thousand people a year versus most people who have to rely on that seven or seventy thousand dollar check from one individual person. And so if I have a normal American who gives me $5 because they believe in something I'm saying and what I'm standing for, they're not gonna feel like they have the gumption to show up and say, I need you to do this really backwater vote for me because I gave you $5. Right. And so, but once you start taking these votes that leadership wants you to take, you lose the support of the American people because they're like, oh, you're just another Washingtonite. Yeah. And that's what it starts to look like. And that's how you start losing your patriotic fervor. And then you start becoming bought and paid for and desiring to be at a higher level in the swamp.
0: Well, wasn't wasn't the Wright's last president, one of the major reasons they voted for him is because he's rich. He knows business. He makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. How does this gel with what he just said? I mean, what he just said was, I don't use super PACs, which right. like, I'd which be interested is, um, to know if, if Madison um, Cothward does. If he, do, if he doesn't, he's the so, only political person who fucking doesn't, because everyone does. I want to unpack something that he just said. Um...
4: That somebody, some little backwater $5 isn't going to come and ask him to vote a certain way? Right. Well, probably because no matter what the federal does, it's not going to affect that backwater. Well, and I'll just tell you- It just flat out won't. Like That's why you have a state representative, because that state representative and will affect your backwater. I hate
0: to tell you, the problem with grassroots, even like really good Bernie Sanders grassroots, is that those $5 donations are never, no matter how many you get, are never going to match up to lobbyist money. Like, there is too much what, money in keeping uh, climate change rules vague enough that, that yeah. companies can get well, away it. Well, and lobbyist you know. money doesn't, but What Madison's referring to, ca- though. Campaign donations. But, yeah, but they're yeah. the same fucking From thing. Companies, a company donates right, you money, yeah. quote-unquote, no, and you I I expect you to do something for what, them.
4: What Madison was alluding to is that, like, he, as a federal employee, is going to have any say on what happens in this, like, it's, it, Right. It's an oxymoron. He yeah. he has no control of what happens in that backwater because the state supersedes him.
0: You would think, yeah, I think no, it, that's what happens. I mean, like, it is. But um... back,
4: uh, grassroots stuff only works when it is geared to like change what goes on on the federal level. Like what Bernie is trying to do is he's trying to change federal level things, right? Because he actually has an idea of what he is trying to do. Whereas Madison's just like you know, well, oh, I'm gonna make your life better because I'm from this part of town. And it's like, and the, no, he's just gonna go to the he's the gonna hypocrisy go to Washington
0: of of Cawthorn saying that like I well I get by in five dollar donations at a time. You're worth forty six million. They're not donating to his personal wealth. They're donating to his political
2: campaign. So I can see that he took in. I can understand him using like it seems to me though like he's using a very specific number. I get this is how many five dollar donations well, I get five hundred thousand right but that doesn't mean that he doesn't also get money from companies he doesn't right. also get money from well, the NRA he doesn't I don't know also that... get money
0: from I heavily suspect because I see a lot of politicians say this I have always heavily suspected for years that if the NRA really wanted to funnel money to a campaign they could easily set up something and pay people to make five dollar donations a bunch of times. To funnel $700,000. Right.
2: you want, uh, Do you have any idea who you should blame for the... Uh, Hunter h- Biden? No. Are we back to him? That's a good guess. That's a good guess. For all of the oh, wait, corruption are, is in it, D.C.? No, no.
0: Oh, are we talking about all the corruption? Can you Nancy give me an Pelosi. age range?
2: Oh, it's not a person.
0: Oh, is it like an the entity? The Democrats. The U.N.? The
3: establishment. No, wait, wait. PBS. <laughs> Here's an interesting question, I just came up with it, who do you think is is the greater kind of threat to our legislative branch? A lot of people want to blame Antifa and AOC and, and a lot of these people for
5: the problems we face in our country. I think the problem we face in our country is we have had a conservative movement in this country who is been so dedicated to playing defense. They've been so dedicated to being the party of no, and we're gonna fight against everything that you stand for, but we're not really gonna offer you any solutions. I mean, how many times did you hear, well, we're gonna repeal Obamacare, but you never really heard what their plan was to actually, how they were gonna do it, what they were gonna implement in its place. You never ever heard that because we never go on offense. We never set the narrative. We'll allow our opponents to set the narrative the, the entire time. And so I think that the, the biggest opposition to the legislative branch uh, from elected members is actually the rhinos, the Republicans in name only. Uh, they're spineless, they're cowardly, and the problem is is they will run on radically different platforms than the Democrats. But once they get to Washington, they'll vote basically the exact same way. And it, it confuses the American people, and makes them lose faith in the in, in their government, which people should lose faith in their faith in their government right now.
4: So who all is he calling a rhino?
0: I want to everyone. Know this. Trump. Uh, well, by that definition, Trump. Everyone is a rhino. Yeah, I think. Like, no, I like, feel like I feel like his definition of a, of a rhino is everybody but him. Right. Well, exactly. Like, because name me a person that 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 um. That didn't blame AOC. Didn't blame Antifa. Right. You that know, like didn't that was, repeal Obamacare and yeah, do nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. Trump fits that bill. To I a mean, team. he was McConnell literally fits that bill at the beginning of uh, uh, Rand Paul fits that fucking bill. At the now when start. I when I
4: hear the the term Rhino, I immediately think of like everybody, like everybody the, who's the number one Rhino right now. Adam Kinzinger. Uh, uh, either him or no. Romney. Is my is my Adam Kinzinger is like my personal hero out of like two votes that he's had. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, let's remember, uh, with the exception of like two votes. <laughs> let's remember it's such a low bar that while he's saying don't blame Antifa, like he was literally stant. he was blame yeah. he was standing on a podium at a stop the steal rally that turned into a capital riot, blaming people for fucking
0: stealing the goddamn election, like yeah. propagating on, the big lie. Yeah, and he's sitting there, he's propagating. I mean, he he has not said it in such well, words, but the the cocaine and orgies thing that is a nod and a wink to the Q crowd, right? In, you think this whole thing is not You to think them. that politicians are the elite who engage in child sex orgies with drugs. I'm winking at that without saying Q was right, Yeah. Right? In news 100%. That's what this news, entire interview uh, is. Yeah. In news akin to water is wet, Republican thinks Antifa is bad. Right. Right. And now I will say the reason I think he's dangerous is because he's willing to to realize that like people like us, the three of us have a point when we criticize Trump being like, you you ran on repeal and replace, and you couldn't even do that. You're mm-hmm. ineffective. And he realizes that that's a weak point, so he's trying to co-opt that and be like, yeah. well, that's part of the problem, too, and I'm against that. This is why people
2: like him and Josh Hawley are so dangerous is because they're— uh, They they're, understand they the understand yes more than most. They understand where their side is also
0: fucked up, and they See, call them on that they do, without— but- coming out and being like but I'm way more fucking extreme. But the problem is like if they had any if they were at a debate, anybody with a um with a moderator who was neutral, then the neutral moderator would have been like, "Oh, you yes, they didn't repeal and replace. What would you have done?" Right. And like now we're going to get into like would cuz I guarantee you if Madison Cawthorn was important or had a vote when that happened, he wouldn't have repealed and replaced. No. He would have been towing the party line. Yeah. I'm really
4: curious with all these Republicans that use the term Rhino, like every single one of them uses it Who, with oh, the yeah. exception, with the exception of like Adam Kinziger and McConnell,
0: McConnell. Cause he is the Republican party. Yeah. Here's he what, doesn't use it.
2: Here's them. what should make you nervous. I think, um, just as like a statement on like the, Liz
0: Cheney
4: and Adam Kinziger won't say it because they're the quote unquote, like number one and two rhinos. Well, they're
0: practically Democrats at this point. I think what,
2: <laughs> I think what should make you really nervous just because of like the era that I think we're in. Is that um, both sides are doing the same thing? People like Madison Cawthorn are saying the old guard of the Republican Party needs to go, and what they want—both like sides are eating themselves. Well, right what now. they want to replace it with is a much more extreme right. People like me are saying, Joe Biden, your fucking crowd, your time is over. We need people like AOC and right. Bernie Sanders. And so, if you have the left pulling left and the right pulling right, like some point that breaks, right? Like that has to that snaps at some point.
4: I'm I'm re-listening to a lot of content on World War 1 right now. Oh. And I'm at like the midpoint of the war as far as the timeline goes, and that's where like the European socialist movement really kicks off where both, so- like, soldiers on both sides start being absolutely fed up with the fighting where, like, you'll see them get up out of the trenches and have, like, a speech with their comrades and then they'll throw their rifles on the ground and start walking towards the woods behind the trenches.
0: I respect I feel that. Like,
4: <laughs> I feel like that same thing is going to happen here in the United States on a figurative level. Like, we're all going to stop playing the game of being on either side of this political party there's going to be a revolution.
0: Now now, now see, here I am. You just I'm sad your, You worked now. yourself in a circle. <laughs> I'm sad now. I'm
2: not, I'm not. There's going to be a revolution. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: not sad about that. Like Hugh Brandon uh, reading like Marx 2 weeks ago being like, "Oh, I see where this is going." Yeah, no, I have. Been. I just hope uh, it's uh, not yeah. as bad
2: as the French Revolution, man. I actually want to raise my kids. That well, and here's why I'm not sad about that is because like I've told I've I've talked to Stacy so many times. And I've been like yeah, but I don't want the same shit for my ki- like. I don't want the same shit that I've gone through for my ch- children's generation. Like, I don't want a housing market that looks like this. I don't want a like, working class that looks like best, this. The, I don't want like need, It time, needs to be torn down and rebuilt. Yeah, like,
4: the best time slot in American history was from the seventies to the nineties.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Like our parents
0: had it fucking
2: so made. Probably the two thousands. Like yeah. right at two thousand.
0: But honestly, like the fucking balls on Madison Cawthorn uh, to be like, yeah, we need to take down the old guard. We need to take down the elites and be like, dude, you're worth 46 million. You have two drivers, two chauffeurs. You're the elite. You're the fucker. people they're coming after. Right. It, it, or, or should be. You should be. But the biggest threat to
5: the American people having a say over what's happening in our government is the bureaucratic class. And these are people who are not elected. These are people like, uh, you know, the people, the guy who li- leads the NIH. Uh, these are the, the bureaucrats who work at all the three-letter agencies of the executive branch, which has become the fourth branch of government. Um, now, what is so bad about the bureaucrats in Washington and all, and all these agencies is that they are practically unfireable. You basically cannot get rid of them for anything. And I was having it explained to me by an expert in the field, that, well, yeah, I mean, once you want to fire a bureaucrat for not doing their job, well, first they're going to have to go to this counseling thing. If it's found that, you know, their father raised their voice at them when they were eight years old, it means that they're a part of a minority class that's been abused. And so you're discriminating against them by requiring that they actually do a good job for the American people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have this bureaucratic class who all of a sudden, you know, most of them start out wanting to be good patriots and helping their country and serving in the system. But then all of a sudden they realize, wait, I can't get fired. Why Why am I doing maximum level work for when I'm just going to get the same paycheck either way? Yeah. And that's why our government moves so
0: slowly. Is he describing the own his own lack of preparation for the job he just got fucking sworn in for? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, he also, like... What?
2: Like... The idea he that just told on everybody in Congress we that told they're all himself. lazy pieces of
0: shit. He told yeah. it on himself, like, I got in, I realized, like, well, in this partisan world, you know how hard it is to get recalled or voted against once you're uh, all towing to the party is, line?
4: All I have to do is say a handful of buzzwords now,
0: in front of every press conference now, granted, and I'll get reelected and I just only, don't have to do anything. Now, yeah. now granted, I'm only making 300000 a year. That is poultry. Poultry only- money <laughs> compared to the 46000000 million I'm worth. Right. What's so funny about that whole Getting thing? Getting paid too, pennies on I the dollar. I would have so much more respect for him if he just strode strode into this room and be like, Look, I am almost worth fifty million. They're paying me fucking chump change to do this job. Like if if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be here. I would have I would appreciate that approach more. Right. That would be more honest. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Dude, I,
4: I would, I would do some really dumb shit
2: to make three hundred grand. A year. I think right. it's insane that he just <laughs> described the bureaucratic class without considering himself a member of uh, it. Yes. Yeah. Like, bro, like, we just
4: a- we just sit around and do
0: nothing. This is the how many
2: definitions do you not know in this, this episode? Is, this is the like, same
0: thing. Whether you're talking about Chris Cuomo or or Tucker Carlson or Alex Jones, everyone who wants to claim that like the mainstream media does this does that without considering the fact that like oh. I'm that. I am. I I have 19 million viewers. I am the mainstream media. Like, no one wants, like, he is the swamp, but he's not willing to admit that or even talk about the fact that, like. I got to tell you right now, as a guy who does cancer research for a living, it really chaps
2: my ass that people like this douche make more money than I do. Yeah. (laughs) I know. No shit. Um... All right so here comes john Lavelle to get lost in another thought and this makes this makes me laugh because it sets us up for uh the next couple of clips and it's just it's fun
3: um so how effective can you be if the other side of the aisle hates you and the rhinos hate you even more you're calling out their apathy their their cowardice their duplicity i mean they've got to hate your guts too If you're not playing ball and compromising a little bit, because you're a no, no-compromise guy, in another video that we're going to do, we're going to talk through your America First uh, doctrine and your new contract with the American people. Of like, I've I read through it, and I'm like, bro, it's everything I ever wanted. So we'll talk about that in another video. And uh, but holy cow, how do you expect to get such a, you know, narrow? uh thing past when you just rampant corruption everywhere
2: i think it's hilarious that he like he started out with uh you can tell that's another moment that i love just because of like being somebody who has done a podcast for so long right like he started that question and he was like so the rhinos hate you and the media hate you and all these people hate you and then he fucking rambled on and forgot what the fuck it's a run on it's a run on sentence yeah it's a run-on sentence that's supposed to end in a question mark,
4: yeah. and then it ends in a period all of a sudden. It
2: doesn't end in a period, but like he doesn't remember what the question was supposed to be, so he's just like, "Yeah, so how do you get stuff passed with I, all this
0: corruption?" <laughs> We're like, that's mind. not what you started <laughs> off saying at I've, all. I've never interviewed someone on a podcast or like any like even this. We just talk freely. So I don't know how hard it is, but one of my my least favorite things is when someone asks a question, and in that question they include four fucking questions. Yeah. So when they when they're done, I always want the the in, the interviewee to be like, are the can inter- you clarify which fucking question do you want me to ask? So answer, you know? clarify, like, please. Yeah.
2: So here's what's hilarious. Uh, so. Because of the trajectory of that stupid question, going from like this is the start of the question, media and whatever, and then the end of the question just being like, How do you get bills passed or whatever? I was like, I don't know what the fuck was supposed what? to happen there. Madison Cawthorn steers the fucking train back onto the track. Like Does he actually talk about how effective like, he can be? He when this when he starts answering this question, I'm like, holy shit, he's starting from the beginning of that question. And then he's like, you know what, fuck the tracks. There's a cliff over there. Let's go off that for four minutes. (laughs) So the biggest thing
5: is, yes, the other side does detest me. Uh, Now, obviously, behind the scenes, some people can be friendly and all this stuff, and they'll say it's just work. Uh, But to me, it's like, well, you're lying to my entire generation, getting them to believe in ideology that killed over 100 million people last century. So... Uh, No, I
2: don't want to go out for a drink with you afterwards. I I don't want to be your friend. Um, So obviously, like, I have to stop there. I know that I just told you, like, he's going to rant for four minutes and it's about just crazy shit that he just rambles on. But, like, I can't let him go and be like, hey, an ideology that killed 100 million people. That is. And, like, what? What 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 was his window? Did he say
4: century?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. The, yeah. So, over the last century, because the, the so Holocaust, a million, a Hitler killed about ten million people. Mm-hmm. So he's saying they're ten times worse than Hitler. Whatever he's saying next better be pretty no, fucking no, 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 bad. No, 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 no.
4: It's it's a million people per year. So it's
0: it's we definitely a hundred million, right? Oh, over the last year. Okay. Over uh, the last century. century. Yeah, you're so right. Okay.
4: It's definitely less than Hitler, but vaccines. <laughs> No, what the hell is abortion? he getting? At? What is All right, he getting how? so
2: be- yeah because he was so fucking vague elaborate and he didn't describe it
4: because democrats have been exactly the same for the last I, century I
2: also right. your reaction was exactly my reaction both times that I watched the episode of the show he was just like that I, is so I didn't vague. know that Woodrow Wilson and Obama shared a summerhouse. <laughs> so I just went. So I just went to Google, and, and Google never fucking fails. Um, it does, people. That's not do your own research. Talk language for like. You're right. Um, I just typed in ideology that killed 100
0: million people. Like, oh, communism, socialism, communism, communism. There we every
2: go. Every fucking. I'm going to guess every story. Can I, can I guess on this, this traces Google. back
0: to McCarthyism in yeah, the 50s sure. about like you've killed 100 million people. But
2: why is he calling the Republicans and the the and even the Democrats communists like why? I don't know. I, Everybody I shouldn't run except it. I
4: shouldn't. Everybody except for Madison Cawthorn and Matt Gates are the people that have killed 100 million people. Yeah, I guess so. Century.
2: I don't know. Um, this next clip is titled, it, it's not, I cut it up, but like it's three minutes of truth because he does say some truth. Um, but also, this is just well,
4: hellish. Herein lies the griff.
2: But
5: there are some people over there who are just, you know, they say they're they're, they're moderates, but really they're just getting bullied around by the the radicals in their their part wing of the party the reason i'm able to go up against the establishment and kind of that rhino class in washington without facing much opposition or being being able to accomplish things uh, as a freshman member of Congress, we've passed almost more bills. We've introduced more legislation than the other freshmen. Hold on.
2: I know that Did I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm sure you are. I'm sure that you're going up against the establishment, uh, uh, here. you 26 year old fuck. This is something that I don't usually do just because it's fucking hard as shit to edit. But I'm going to start this clip over because I want you to pay close attention to uh, bullied, right? He says bullied like it's a bad thing. That's going to be important in a few minutes.
5: But there are some people over there who are just, you know, they say they're they're, they're moderates, but. Really, they're just getting bullied around by the, the radicals in their, their part, wing of the party. The reason I'm able to go up against the establishment and kind of that rhino class in Washington without facing much opposition or being, being able to accomplish things, uh, as a freshman member of Congress, we've passed almost more bills. We've introduced more legislation than the other freshmen. Um, and a lot of people say, wow, how do you do that when the media hates you so much, when you're a firebrand, when you say things that you know, are not supposed to be said in politics? Right. And the reason is, is because the advent of social media has been so incredibly powerful whereas previously if you wanted to get something done in washington dc you needed to convince 218 members of congress to have uh, just a very narrow majority plus one i have actually found that it is much easier to convince 30 million americans of the truth who people who have common sense and are not being bought and paid for by these lobbyists of what is going on and then when they all turn on their members of congress and they say well why if you're not voting for this what why not
4: i mean that that representative still doesn't have to bow down to that so the especially the, especially also, if those
0: people aren't even from their district they don't have to give also, a shit at all i, I hate to, i hate to say it too also if you have 30 million people making a ruckus online how many of those are bots? How many of those are Chinese Russian propaganda? And how many of those people are actually from that representative right. that you're trying to that
4: change their minds th- district? Like they don't have to scientifically, give a shit as a sample scientifically right. you can't discern yeah, any of that.
2: Unless you're running for president, that doesn't really fucking also, matter. And if you are, 30 million is still like it's a it's a decent start, but it's not good enough to fucking do
0: anything. This There's not be... a house of
4: representatives district in America that has 3 or 30 million people. Yeah, now. No.
0: No. This also may be a really good place because Madison Cawthorne brought up the fact that, like, um, saying stuff that gets you in trouble with 30 million people or your constituents. The fact that, like, it's ironic considering that this podcast appearance, when he talked about orgies and coke, got him in trouble with the GOP. Right. Because people saw the same thing I saw, which is that, like, you're obviously talking about members of your own party – if it's important, name names. Okay. Actually make it a story instead of just, like, saying vague shit. Yeah. So McCarthy and members of the own party sat him down in a closed-door meeting and said, like, you can't do this. Our, our fucking voters are coming to us asking about co- cocaine orgies. Yeah,
2: it's not, it's not good. Um, I do think, though, that there is a lot of truth in the uh, social media claim. Like, just the—and I think that that is something that, like, I— as soon as he said it, I was like, God damn it, if it weren't for social media, we wouldn't have people like Madison Cawthorn. We wouldn't True. have people like Marjorie True. Taylor Greene or Donald because fucking Trump. The,
4: the, because it, it creates this dynamic where these these people that they rile up, they think that they have power because of Madison Cawthorn. They really don't. Right. They do not have any power over that person in Congress. No. Because once that person in Congress is elected they don't have to listen to their constituents of their own district, let
2: alone 30 million random people on Facebook. The three of us follow politics and policy on a daily fucking basis, right? You know, it. can you name any voting record off the top of your head in Congress? <laughs> no. Or president, <laughs> narrow it down to one fucking person in one office. Like, I can't tell you Biden's record on fucking shit. I can tell you some of Biden's record, like, the things that I know— but like, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. If you ask me to come prepared for that in a show, I'll know it. But right. <laughs> but I, my point is that like people don't. I, average I, I people, have a normal job that I have to memorize aver- things for. Average people don't know, know the votes. Average people <laughs> don't know that stuff because they do have busy lives, and because who the fuck's gonna look that up? Yeah, man, like, I got a job the, in kids. Who right. the fuck who doesn't eat? sleep and breathe politics outside of our normal lives and if you
0: eat sleep and breathe politics you're not going to listen to the warrior poet society where the host is gleefully acknowledging in the first sentence that like i don't pay attention to politics house of cards is cool right i I, I saw a movie i I hate politicians but i support them
2: right right (laughs) Right. so Uh. uh you remember when i told you that uh madison doesn't like to take a breath he just keeps going i don't know where the rest of this fucking goes People are starting to pay so much
5: attention right now, especially the young mothers in our country whose children are starting to be jerked around by the system and are starting to be used as political pawns. I feel like the the elitist movement in Washington really made a mistake when they started going after the kids because the most ferocious people in our movement are the, are the mothers. Yeah. And they're starting to be so dialed into what's going on in Washington, D.C. that when someone they trust, like myself, uh, there's a few other members of people in, in, in that trust in government. When we go out and speak the truth, and now that we can circumvent the mainstream media and take it directly to the people via social media, all of a sudden, all of these members of Congress who are very cowardly and they're very fickle go back to their district and they, you know, in reality, they might just have 40 or 50 of their constituents come up to them and kind of berate them and be like, why aren't you supporting this? Why do you not believe in this conservative doctrine? Why, why does Madison Clawthorne say you're a rhino? And then all of a sudden they get very afraid
3: yeah. because this is the
5: best job they've ever had. Yeah. And they love having their name in the paper every other week. I'm, I'm sure cut, Ted
4: this, Cruz is afraid of Madison cut to Yeah, I'm
0: sure. Cut to three weeks later, people coming up to fucking McCarthy being like, why are you allowing coke orgies to go on? Right. And he has to, like, that's the same, oh my god, it's yeah. fucking ironic, he's talking about himself in the future, what he, he's, what he's doing currently, and what's gonna happen. Yeah,
2: he's so stupid, it's so dumb, though, because it's, like, first of all, I don't know, I cannot figure out what the Washington elite going after mothers and children- Mother, it's
0: transphobia, the fact that- Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, like, I hear it with uh, Alex Jones don't and Tucker, Tucker Carlson, it's yeah. the don't say gay, it's the, the fact that, um, what is it? Um, so it's kind of like story a hour. dog whistle to like
4: extreme yeah. Christian. Yeah, because eventually quote. Mickey's going to be humping Goofy
0: because Disney's into Pluto. Porn. Right. Mickey's going to be fucking Pluto. It's bestiality because <laughs> it's a dog. Even worse. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's, I don't know. So
2: you remember when he was all like, oh, those pussies get bullied around a few minutes
5: ago? And so that's why we're able to kind of bully people around. And yes, it's a form of bully politics. And you're the bully, I understand dude. that I am not everyone's cup of tea. Dick. I understand that I'm probably not the most fun person to bring up at your Thanksgiving dinner with your liberal relative saying, oh, yeah, I really like Madison Cawthorne. I understand that you might read some articles about me that makes people uncomfortable. And most, a lot of kind of your old establishment members of the Republican Party, they don't really like a guy who's tatted up, who believes in the Second Amendment, who says, if you're a tyrant that starts coming for my family, I will shoot you in the face. And they're like, well, that's a little extreme. And and my counter to that is, yes, I am extreme because we live in extreme times. If we do not take, go on offense against this government initiative to take the power away from the people and give it to an unelected bureaucratic class, then we are going to damn the next generation to be absent and robbed of the freedoms that were promised to us by our founding fathers.
0: He would shoot someone in the face and then blame his buddy for carrying the gun. (laughs) Oh. on the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's staying. I can fucking tweak that.
2: That's fine. Madison Cawthorn uh, is trying to align
4: himself right now with, like, Madison, he's trying to align himself with the vet bro group. Yes. Like, yes. like you know, me. Which is, I'm okay. I'm, I'm part of that group to an extent. Well, and this is the like, reason
0: I asked Brandon when <clears throat> I, like, I didn't know much about Madison Cawthorn besides the coke and orgies, and I asked him, like, why is he in a wheelchair? Is it because, it was he serving? Because in my mind, that's the persona he's built up. As someone who served for this country and was wounded in the line of service, but he didn't. That, but he didn't. No, he at never all. even
4: got into the naval academy. Yeah,
0: but that's what he would like by, you to believe by, to the point that by that's a what merit I problem. He
4: didn't make it into the naval academy by a merit problem, not because of his disability, like he like he tries to say. Happened. Yeah, he, he just would, the fact
0: that he's a shithead. Yeah,
4: like like we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, he didn't get into the naval academy for whatever reason, and then later in that same year. After he got denied an application, he had his accident, which caused the disability. But right now, he's trying to appeal so hard (gasps) to the vet bro group, which, like I said, I'm I'm part of to an extent. I'm tatted up. I was part of the military. I went to Afghanistan and the, the whole, you know, the era of our generation that was in the military. And like you said earlier when people get out of the military they either have a reverence for weapons or they have an obsession with them he was and like i don't i don't I think own you have very I, much I, have I don't own reverence. 10 different ar's because you don't yeah. need 10 different ar's well, man like i i have what i have for the exact purpose that it is needed for well and, and I, I don't feel the, the need that, like, to have, have 10
0: guns for one person me because I can't wield 10 guns yeah. at one time. Well, I also guarantee you that the guns you do have because you have kids in the house are securely locked up. Oh, so which as is, they like, should be. Have you Yes, ever, have but you... that is not, I guarantee you, that's not the their the family that fucking... Uh, have you seen the set of this show? Like, have you seen this
2: on YouTube? I've seen Does he have guns rounds. on the wall? Oh, my God. Everywhere. Yeah, all over yeah. the place. It's like, I don't know how many are in the camera shot. Maybe like five or maybe five. But yeah, like, like
4: he's got enough guns that he can arm a militia, but he's just one dude. Yeah. 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 With homeschooled kids. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking awesome. Um, but like, so to to wheel around eventually to my point here- <laughs> that he's trying to appeal to the vet bro group that's going to defend their family and anybody that comes for him, he's going to shoot him in the face. Like, okay, Madison, I want to see you ambulate around your house and defend it like a, a veteran would do because you're not going to do it. Yeah, right. It's,
0: it's it's just bullshit, too, the fact that, like, Does it strike anybody else that because his age, I can't get out of my head how young he is? That it's just a bullshit young person posturing. It's the same thing with a young kid coming up to you in a bar and like puffing his chest and be like, You looking at my girlfriend, bro? Like, you looking at my girlfriend? I'll totally whoop your ass. And then having his buddies like pull him off you. Like, Oh, don't let me go. I'll fucking destroy him if you let me out of there. Yeah. But he never wants to actually take a swing. Like, because he doesn't actually want to say who's doing Coke, he doesn't want to actually call anybody out by name. He wants to do empty platitudes and then just fucking move on. He wants, yeah. He, I mean, he wants
2: to. Part of it is just, like, to me, part of it is just he's still in House of Cards in his head. Yeah. Like, he got like, really excited I don't about know, that.
0: Were you guys the same way when you were younger? You'd watch a TV show, watch a movie, and then you'd be all obsessed with that movie. Yeah. Right? Like, remember movies later. Do you think <laughs> that, uh, we're going to have to guess which movie he's talking about? Do you, do you
2: um,. You'll get to in a few minutes. Please, Uh, God, let it be David Cawthorn, Combat Admiral, uh, (laughs) the Hartlocker. So you get (laughs) like just out of what he said about bully politics, and just kind of like okay,
0: that is my favorite thing where he's like he starts at being like bully politics are wrong and then the next clip he's like well we bully people when we need to yeah no shit like that's that's (laughs) the only reason you're
4: here it's okay when we do it
0: so you
2: think he's a little bit extreme his extreme is showing right at least you would know you would understand why people would
3: call him extreme he doesn't understand why um but here's some shit right and you say extreme i'd point out you're extreme in a world that's moved so much you're extremism is really I just want to go back to the way it was 100 years ago in mm. terms of conservative values, right. not in terms of reincorporate all the evils that we have corrected since 100 years ago. Your big idea is like, I'd like a smaller government and an emphasis on family, and that's extreme now, but it's just kind of like good old conservatism. You're extreme in that you want the good stuff that we had 100 years oh, ago, right?
5: Exactly. It's, it's wild that, that they started being able to put these labels. Ooh
4: what was good in 1922?
0: Also, you, like... You don't get to differentiate. You don't get, you don't get to get pick to, and choose. You don't get to pick. I want the good stuff from 1922. I there don't was want,
4: no good stuff
2: in 1922. Well, in 1922,
0: <laughs> I think women either couldn't vote or were just about the, to get the right to. The world was dealing... I pulled an article, actually. Yeah, What please. was happening yeah. 100 years ago. <laughs> the
2: world was dealing with a pandemic, uh, the Spanish flu. Um, prohibition was outlawed. Uh, or, prohibition was outlawed was, alcohol. Um, women didn't it was the worst of times just, and you couldn't even drink the, just yes. yeah. and
0: women could just vote which i know a lot of fucking misogynist men needed to drink for <laughs>
2: <laughs> um medical advancements such as pen- penicillin had just become a thing i'm sure there was like imagine which imagine the internet in the
0: age of like penicillin's discovery also- <laughs> like, they're like ah, oh.
2: mark of the beast
0: Take ivermectin instead. <laughs> I also want to say that before penicillin, that means they're a- trying to bring back
4: George Washington. <laughs> you He's want me to the whole shit. You want me to put this fungus juice in my blood?
2: <laughs> Jim might like be George able to back Washington, me up. That's two hundred years ago. I'm pretty sure
0: before the invention of pe- or before the discovery of penicillin and mold. If you had an STD, you just had it for life. You couldn't cure <laughs> yeah. STD. Quite often it killed you. Yes. <laughs> and like and now we cure that shit with one shot, and you're like, all right, get back to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want it to be 100 years Dude. ago, but with cars. With Yeah, <laughs> like with a giant asterisk. 100 yeah. years ago in 1922. Also, you know that out time to him, period between World War One and World War Two, where I, we had a, a global pandemic? I also really want to point out to him that people in wheelchairs didn't do good 100 years ago. Society yeah. wasn't, there wasn't enough any to protect ramps. them. Yeah. There wasn't any no, ramps, no, motherfucker. Yes, there wasn't any ramps. Oh, my God, that's so frustrating. There was some muddy streets and stairs. Why does it seem like... Ev- and if your parents happen to die, you just starved in the street.
2: <laughs> Why does it seem like every single one of the people that we talk about on this show at one point in the episode have their, like, kind of Marxist moment.
3: Somehow that's extreme and I don't understand how. It's because I
2: I, I don't want the government to be involved in your life. I think the
3: federal
5: government should make sure that we never lose a war. We have good roads and we have dominant trade deals. Aside from that, keep your hands off my life. And I think that's something that almost everybody believes in. I think we need term limits on bureaucrats, term limits on members of Congress. Uh, I think that we should remove the federal income tax because the federal government, you're not an indentured servant or a slave to the federal government. Uh, I genuinely believe that we should remove almost every single regulation on manufacturing in the United States so we can bring all of that back and give good, high paying jobs to rural communities who are suffering right now, especially so many of them that are in minority communities. But we just want to say, no, 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 well, we're going to put so many restrictions on what you can build and what you can make that all the jobs have to go elsewhere. It it makes our it makes basically our entire economy just this fiat fiat. And it's something that doesn't actually exist. And so when you hit economic hard times like we have with uh, with this virus that happened in 2020, 2021, uh, when everything gets shut down, all of a sudden your economy starts to be destroyed. But now I'm extreme because I don't want the federal government to be able to have the power to do that to you. I mean, you're
0: kind of a comedy dude. What the fuck did he just say? Why? Right, because <laughs> like, he zigzagged so hard. Yeah.
2: Everything he said is what we all want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah, but he said it in a way where it's like, here's the thing that I hate. He tries uh, to make him sound like the hero in it, but like, it's so perverted, though, right? Because I said I led with like has a Marxist moment, right? But, like, well, here's the, everybody who is anti-Marxist but, but was like, no, this is capitalism. But, like, no, it's not. Like, But, but also didn't he there's say— There's no government in communism.
4: How many times has he talked out against abortion and against communism,
0: but then he just said all of that shit right there? Yeah. What the hell just happened? And this is this episode has to be called Empty Platitudes because he talks about the fact that, like, we should get rid of all these—the uh the red tape and all the rules that prevent— businesses from making stuff in america but he doesn't understand and, and like because he thinks that he's that's ignoring gonna, well he thinks that like if we get rid of all the rules that'll bring back high-paying jobs those rules are the reasons that th- those people have to pay a living wage or I mean, right now it's a starvation yeah. wage but like yeah if thing- you get rid of the rules they're gonna pay fucking pennies on the dollar in america it's not gonna be any better basically dude. what he described was like a sort of like capitalist communist
2: uh, utopia, right? Or like sweatshops biz- here. Business that's well, all he wants. In his fucking worldview, like if you just take all the regulations off of business, out of the good of their heart, they're going to bring back well-paying jobs, and that's <laughs> yeah. not what the fuck is going to happen. That's why the regulations exist. But I just love the idea that like so much of that was like just little bits of. Fucking communism. Right. Guys, if and we, he if, was just- He's talking he's about Republican, a utopia they, that doesn't exist. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. Like, they you know, don't. If,
0: if we just take away the regulations, Jeff Bezos would pay his fair share. We all know that. Right, <laughs> right. right. Yeah.
4: yeah. I just saw an advertisement from Amazon the other day that um, was talking about how Amazon offers the, the best- um, Maternal paternal leave in America, which w- that's is actually a sad, which is actually not wrong. Th- but that, that's, that's a sad hilarious statement. That's right? not wrong. But yeah, yeah. Work work for this shitty company, but we it, we give you we, better maternal and paternal leave than that everywhere to else. Fucking Denmark. So for the first baby for Mason, China got twelve weeks. For this one, we're looking at like sixteen. So another four. Oh, <laughs> then an upgrade. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
2: let's go brandon <laughs> no
3: it, it's normal they're extreme and to disagree with them yes looks extreme to the
5: extremists. there is without a doubt there's a group of people and it, it's it's not as organized as a lot of people would think um but I, I have found that there are definitely people who are calling the shots who are not in the public eye people who are kind of pushing members of congress around to do what they want and this is the reason i mean you, you know you got, you got john boehner started as a really good speaker of the speaker of the house and then Uh, went down very quickly. And the reason is because he was in Washington so long, so many people knew his pressure points and knew his buttons. And so basically, if you get a member of Congress on a secret that they're terrified of, Let's say you caught them having an affair or you, you did something and you're, you threatened to tell their wife or something. And that's an extreme case. It's, things like that don't happen every single day.
2: Why
0: would you walk back from the coke orgies thing Right. and then be what like, the this, fuck?
2: this one's extreme? Why? He literally just
0: said, like, why would you ever give someone this ammunition? By the way, 20 minutes ago, I talked about how someone gave me this ammunition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't. Dude, how fucking stupid do you think your audience is? Yeah. Uh, and granted, they probably are because they're still subscribed to the Warrior Poet Society well, podcast. They're
2: at least as stupid as me. I watched the whole fucking thing twice. So. You didn't hit the subscribe button. Though, I did didn't you? hit the subscribe button, and I wouldn't. So, um, all right, yeah, like so. There's just like a lot of fantasy shit here. Okay, he's still a little in when, and out of house. Also, of Cards. I just want to
0: go. Back. Yeah, House of Cards. When he said it's not as organized as most people would believe, what he's saying is like. Look, I pictured I have, Claire Underwood. I have right? found that it, the, the real life is not as organized as the TV Netflix series would lead me to believe. <laughs> yeah, no That's shit. all he's saying. If that does happen and they have that leverage over you, once you're like, oh yeah, okay,
5: if you want me to vote, if you won't, won't say anything, I'll, I'll, I'll vote with you. Well, next thing you know, they'll bring it up again and again and again and again. And then one of their buddies, they might be drinking with their buddies one day. He's like, oh, you want to know how I got this pass? Well, I've got this dirt on this person. And then it gets spread around, and this is why we need term limits, because we're a fallible people. I mean, we are fallen men. We're we're, we're ruled by our flesh in a lot of ways. I genuinely believe that this world is under the principality of the the devil, Um, and that's why there's so much sin and evil in the world. And when you go put yourself in this position of great power, uh, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it, and there's a lot of pitfalls. And so the longer you spend in Washington, D.C., the more of an opportunity you have to be able to have a pressure point and a weakness. And once that gets spread around to enough people, all of a sudden nobody respects your ability to govern anymore. And then you're just working to try and keep your position, not actually help the people. Don't be a
4: dick and do your job. That's rule number one and two. Yeah. And then you'd, you'd be successful here. Yeah. But none of you people can also,
2: do that. Also, one of the things I don't that makes me nervous about people like Madison Cawthorn, uh, because he does have like a social media following and whatever, is that like everybody. On every side agrees the term limits, right? Right. But like, where are you, but where are you freshmen introducing a bill for that? Right. Like, where is that in your you're your the the yet. class that have introduced the most? Right. wonder If that's a part of it, which like, also, cause, cause like he's, I he's just saying that something to he'll see, never have to do, and like the freshman ha- class has like introduced thirteen or something, but half but, of them
0: are to overturn the election for the big lie. right? So yeah, it's not it doesn't count,
2: right? Um, was there anything, Frank? Especially, I know I don't know how much. I, like, I know you guys are both into movies. Did you catch anything in that that he may have said that he may have plagiarized? Oh, you from a movie? I don't actually know because I don't watch movies. So, like, when he says it, I'm just like, I'm going to take your word. I don't know how I'm going to figure out which,
3: which line catch it was. Points.
0: The only thing I'm thinking of is that, like, that Ryan Gosling, uh, George Clooney movie, Ides of March. No, about, Jim you know? actually said it.
3: Which, uh. I respect all that. Did you just quote Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> the new tom
5: holland movie when you had toby Maguire and the other spider-man andrew garfield all coming out one time that's
3: pretty was cool freaking sick that was awesome and that's that, that was see, awesome
5: th- that's american
2: exceptionalism what the fuck that's american exceptionalism what spider-man isn't...
0: uh i'm not certain isn't one of those guys british i am so, yeah, yeah, Tom no Holland. Shit. Yeah, I am so is, is he so confused? What just okay. happened? What just happened?
2: Is they that just started geeking out on, on they Spider-Man. just started in the middle of the fucking podcast. Great power and responsibility. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, I mean
4: that what? that applies to a lot of everything in this world. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love. Um, I love. Can you really say that it's plagiarizing Spider-Man, or can you say that that Spider-Man plagiarized the
2: world? It. it either way, it doesn't matter because what just happened was in the also, middle of this fucking interview with a United States congressman. He was asked, did you just plagiarize Spider-Man? This is the greatest <laughs> thing for history books
0: ever. Like, this is the greatest <laughs> document his, in his the fucking Library of like, Congress. And his answer wasn't like, well, no, it's a good sentiment. His answer was, how good was that fucking movie? <laughs> Dude, yeah. Time. All of a sudden, <laughs> they
4: fanboyed. All of a sudden, they fanboyed. And they're going to keep.
0: I, I, I'm, I,
5: I, I, I'm going to get into a so story, deal. And I'm sorry to get off track here, but... No, this is a, this is, we need to talk
3: about the Spider-Man. So once I saw
5: the, I saw the other two Spider-Mans come into the Marvel Spider-Man, and they all fought at the same time, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch the old Spider-Mans. And so I watched, you know, I watched them all, but I was watching the Andrew Garfield one, and there was a scene where he had gotten shot in the leg, and his, his, Gwen was getting killed way down the street, and he was trying to, you know, do his Spider-Man thing all the way down. Yeah. And couldn't make it. And Then there was this blue-collar worker who he had saved the child of one day and they were watching him on the news And He's like hey, hang on. Hey, you guys aren't getting off shift and Then he all of a sudden you see him start climbing a ladder yeah. and you see him get on the radio and he's like hey are you on fifth? I want you to turn over the, the thing and then you had all these blue-collar workers Turn their cranes over this one Boulevard in, yeah. in New York so that spider-man would have these things to grab onto and fly really fast And then they're were like we're gonna help spider-man right now. What a load of shit
2: like
1: Dude, how Spider-Man
5: is Spider Man's
2: <laughs> American exceptionalism? If my yeah. congressman is talking about fucking comic books, I don't want that congressman right. anymore. Also, like, I have a little bit of fucking, like, expectations this of is how certain you <laughs> positions in the goddamn <laughs> world. I'm
0: going to nerd out for a second. This is how you, you can tell how young he is because when he wants to go nostalgic, he goes to Andrew Garfield. The true nostalgia is going back to Tobey Maguire when he's on the fucking subway, his mask comes off. And then all the New York res- residents see his face, and they just pass him his mask, and they all decide silently, like, we'll keep your secret. That, like, fuck you, Madison Cawthorne. That's you, American exceptionalism.
2: Means... Yes. Toby McGuire.
0: <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's just, like, every Spider-Man movie plays up the fact that, like, we are New York. We heart New York. We're all a community. Right. It's, like, especially post-9-11. It's just fucking par for the course. That's fine. I don't want a congressman on a fucking...
2: Which, granted, this isn't even a real fucking show. Like, the, none of this is... There's no questioning here. Dude, this is just like fun so time he, with he Madison. Lost, Cough- he lost respect on
4: two aspects: the the fact that a congressman is talking about a superhero like it's his favorite thing in the world, and then also that when he talks about Spider Man,
0: He picks the worst Spider Man. When, when he
4: fanboys, <laughs> he, not only that, but when he fanboys out, he's like he does
2: his Spider Man thing instead of saying you he hear shot the his web, thwip thwip, thwip As he <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. No, granted, this is a video. Like, th- like this whole. Cast, Are they still like,
0: switched chairs at this point? Do you know? No, no, oh, okay. not after not that first. But ugh, who, guess, who the hell says
2: he did his Spider-Man thing? Instead of shooting his web? Yeah. 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 I don't know. but it's A gonna, 26-year-old the, who's only seen the movie once? That section of the transcript will be the greatest document <laughs> in the Library of Congress. Like 200 years from now, they're going to be like. Does this sp- have
4: to go into the Library of Congress? I hope so. because no, guys, I, think, I think it it does, doesn't it? So. Because so. it involves no, just, a congressman?
0: Well, I don't think of a private like the conversation on the podcast does though, yes. Unless they introduce it into the congressional I'm going to mail it, it to the Library of Congress. <laughs> we will and introduce just be like, it. "Can you yeah. please insert this?
2: Like this is the greatest moment it under medicine." You're going to put
0: it right next to when Ted Cruz read fucking Dr. Seuss. Right. Yeah.
2: He goes on, "We're all, we're almost at the end of this. We got a couple of clips left of this podcast."
5: It just reminded me that when the good-hearted Americans of this country, all get together to be able to do something. As much as it seems like we're outnumbered, outgunned, and out outmaneuvered by the Washington elites and kind of this cabal who's running our country, I always am reminded of when our founding fathers started that spark of revolution that happened when they declared in Philadelphia they were they were declaring independence from Washington or from uh, from the king. Make no mistake of how brave that was because they did it right on the seat of the power of the greatest naval force in the world. They did it at a port city where their navy could come. They said, hey, we're here, and if you want us, come get us. And they didn't have a standing army. And, and But then once the army came, everyone thinks, oh, all the Americans rose up and fought. Yeah. No, the majority of the Americans were loyalists to the king and fought on his side because they thought there's no chance. It was really only 3% of the American population in North America actually fought against the, the British Empire. And it reminds me, man, when just a good, hard group of Americans come together, there's nothing that we can't accomplish.
2: Yeah, he's just – he's rambling. At this point, he's hijacked the the episode. Uh, yeah. You know, like the last question that he was asked briefly in the middle of his last three-minute rant was, did you just quote Spider-Man? And now he's pretty much taken over the rest of
0: this guy's time. And like about I, how Spider-Man is the true American superhero, right? Com- conveniently forgetting that we have a superhero also, named Captain America. Isn't
4: <laughs> isn't the phrase "American exceptionalism" a bad thing? Like, how does he it use should that? Should be a, like I
0: don't understand what he thinks words means. Also, like I, I mean, I, I'm not going to get into the history of whether three percent of um, Americans. Which how do you define Americans when before we were a country? Three percent of but col- also colonists. people in the colonies? I don't uh, give a
4: shit what his statistics mean. More people living in America fought for America than those fought for the But also,
0: like what are you defining as three percent of fought for it? Are you talking about Native Americans and slaves too? Because they couldn't they would not have any interest in fighting against or for the fucking king. So like your numbers are already skewed horribly. American exceptionalism should absolutely have a
2: bad connotation to it. I think it does. American I'm exceptionalism is the idea the... that the United States is inherently different from other nations. Um, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, it's it's the, I'm uh, better ma- than you. Manifest statements. destiny. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, right.
0: It's the idea that we were willed by God to be the best. Yeah, that's fucking. That's weird. <laughs>
2: like we're when just you, weird for starting. When you off hear that "God
0: way. bless America," that's something you don't hear in other countries. So uh, Tr- Justin, at, Justin, at Justin Trudeau does time, not say "God bless Canada." At the same time that. He is
4: like rallying against the British with his, you know, all the way back to the fucking, 1776 yeah. times. He also has like that Magna Carta feel where, oh, that, like, that. you just alluded to, where it's like we're manifest the, destiny, we're, we're the best, we're, we're the best as decried by God.
0: We were meant to take to like the that, coast, you know. Yeah,
4: that was, uh, you know, the sun never sets on Britain. Yeah, like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah this is the last uh little bit. From I'm the-
4: so confused, like we hate the Brits, but
0: we but we should be like them what what yeah, he's also like, does it take three percent or does it take thirty million? on twitter and social media to make a change like is it a big number or a small number what's the real difference maker? i think he's
2: just shooting off the hip for this entire oh, yeah. fucking thing and it's just like they're two bros that are just like talking and like, like he, what like, he really it's different than us because like yeah. we have no power but what he's <laughs> like, really,
0: what he's really saying to his audience is like hey have you ever been uh in the minority of people who believe something or have you ever complained on social media right you can actually make a difference yeah but it's 75
2: not. yeah exactly
5: I know that you were, when I was talking about the new contract with America, you were saying, I mean, you know, you looked at me kind of, and you're like, well, that doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of getting passed. I mean, it'd be great, but it doesn't stand a chance. I disagree. When I see the patriotic fervor that's going on in our country right now, when I see the fact that the next generation is being threatened, I think we're going to have a lot of people like me who don't have Ivy League degrees, who haven't been waiting their turn in politics long enough, but they're going to say, they're going to look around and when the party leadership says, well, we want you to serve in Congress, but you've you got to wait about 12 years because there's some people in line ahead of you, and you haven't paid your dues to the party yet, and so right. you can't run yet. Yeah. I want just the normal Americans to look around and say, well, who the hell am I in line behind? Right. Because whoever's come before me has left a despot of a country that I'm now having to raise my children in that is so divided that we're almost to kinetic forces meeting each other. Yeah. And I think that we're going to have great patriots rise up,
3: and we're going to take our country back. That's awesome. Politically, we're not. I'm not saying you know, they're gonna have to check out that other video, guys. I'll provide a link uh down below. Thanks, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. He said
4: kinetic mm. forces meeting each other. Is he alluding to a civil war?
2: Mm. I think I, he's alluding to a civil war.
0: I think he was more talking about, I mean, like he a, said
2: rise up and take it back, and then he, like, what do you think did the Alex Jones meets? thing. Kinetic
4: is not like, ki- yeah. kinetic is not the same thing as like political shit going on political is all potential yeah kinetic is the people actually fighting each other
0: yeah i think yeah. this goes back to him not understanding what platitudes means and like he just doesn't know definitions he doesn't Do you know what he doesn't know what kinetic means i swear he must have been homeschooled i, I feel like he also was homeschooled with how little think he's, <laughs> he's a homie he's a yeah. homie they're homies <laughs> so that was his whole podcast
2: or his whole appearance on that podcast uh, in In context, Um, so it's not out of context, right? Um, What I thought was hilarious, kind of, a little bit, after the fact, after listening to the whole thing now three times, um, is that cocaine and orgies was the thing that people here's a statement on the republican party and on politics as, it, as a whole the only thing that bothered them the was only the thing that bothered them <laughs> was the coke and orgies like he was basically like they're all crooked they're insider trading they're buying off everything like they are Which, the elite honestly and- of
0: all the things he said the fact that like some members of some members of congress have uh tryst and do drugs those are the two things that bother me the least of everything he said <laughs> Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. They're kind of cool. All right. Like, (laughs) yeah. Do whatever you want. Just don't
2: fucking hurt people. So I've got one clip uh, from Good Morning America that I want to play really quick, just in case nobody had heard the reaction from the Republican Party, because the Republican Party was uh, like specifically pissed off because obviously, as we've discussed, like everything that he alludes, especially with the division that we see now. would have to imply Republicans like every, anything that all of his experience he's talking about in his made up House of Cards world uh, while saying dangerously real shit. And that's the danger of these people, because, like, I'm not saying that there's no corruption there fucking is.
0: Well, and I'm not giving something. That, I'm not saying that someone didn't do a bump of cocaine in front of him. If they did, though, I can tell that you is, more about His, that his responsibility too. is to tell his constituents who it is they might be voting for that is a drug abuser. Yeah, absolutely. While in office, right? Here,
2: here's a short clip from Good Morning America. Um, there's a few voices that we hear in this. Rachel Scott is the reporter. Um, we also hear Kevin McCarthy and Representative Troy Nels. Um, and then there's two other congressmen that they don't put their names up on the screen, so I'm not going to use their names either, but this is a Good Morning America clip. I believe the first voice that we hear is Whit Johnson. I don't really know because all white people look the same. And, like, I tried fucking Googling it, and I was just like, dude, I can't, I don't know. You
0: can't Google a whitening guy named Johnson. It's impossible. And yeah, it was just like, I don't fucking know if that's that guy. Whatever.
3: Turn out of Capitol Hill, where Congressman Madison Cawthorn is responding to the backlash she's received after making some really explosive claims about fellow members of Congress. ABC's congressional correspondent Rachel Scott takes a look at what Republicans are
1: saying right now. This morning Republican Congressman Madison Cawthorn under fire from members in his own party after presumably linking GOP lawmakers to sex parties and cocaine. Cawthorn is the youngest member of Congress seen as a rising star in the party. A loyal Trump supporter who spoke at that rally on January 6th. But now Republicans say he has crossed the line. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy summoned Cawthorn to his office to tell him his comments were unacceptable.
5: He's lost my trust. He's going to have to earn it back. He's got a lot of members very upset.
1: McCarthy telling reporters Cawthorne had no evidence and did not tell the truth. Sources say Cawthorn was asked to publicly apologize. Overnight, he claimed his comments were taken out of context. Congressman Nelson, what did you make of those comments? Well,
5: irresponsible. Irresponsible.
1: But all of it has left his Republican colleagues on Capitol Hill frustrated. I just think it puts us in bad light. What he's saying can't
3: possibly be true.
1: Cawthorn still has one big name in his corner: Donald Trump. The former president announced Cawthorne will be a special guest at his rally in North Carolina. Uh,
0: Of course, Um, that is so frustrating to take into account what we just listened to over the last hour of uh, 100 million people dead in all the fucking extreme lies that he made. The fact that, like, and again, like, I don't. If you're having a three-way or if you're doing. A list of drugs I don't necessarily think That means you should be Excluded from running for office I'm pretty Open on that shit The thing though Is But like To your point
2: though Like as far as Why would The Republicans Be more mad About coke orgies Than 100 million people dead Is because That is their platform He's just towing The line there Right Because the 100 million people dead Is because communism And Communism Is an easy bad guy and, And Like Whatever And You know So, he's toeing the line when he says shit like that. And I guess they just, like, they don't give a fuck that we know. Because I believe a lot of the stuff about, like, oh, yeah, they have the ability to affect policy. Like, we see that they have the ability to, like, market manipulate and insider trade and do shady, corrupt shit. So, like, I agree with him on all of that shit. But I'm also just like, dude, if you're there, either tell me a name... Tell me what you plan to do about it. Introduce a goddamn bill, Mister Bill. Introducer. Here's here's a great thing you could
0: do. You could use this opportunity on a podcast to announce that, like, you will not own any stock the entire time you're a member of the political order, right? Right. Nor
4: will your wife. Nor nor your your wife, or anybody, or your family. Right. You could also
0: announce that, like, I'm setting a, a term limit right now. I will not seek more than three terms because we should all have term limits. But he's not willing to do that. Right. He'll be there if it if the grift is worth money. He'll be there 50 years no, from now. Just like he's going to rally against term limits. And at, at the, the moment next, it's at fucking, the next election, yeah. he's
4: going to rally. The moment he has term. some yeah. tenure,
2: he's against it. Yep, because they're all fucking hypocrites. That's I guess I don't know. That's what makes this Empty show platitudes, man. That's, that's all it is. I think that's what makes this show easy for me. Is that like I don't I don't have to pick a side. Because I just look at them as, like, you guys are all the fucking same. Like, the whole political, elite, billionaire, rich class, like, you're all the fucking same. So, as
4: far as who we got to rate goes, I don't care about John. I
0: think he's an idiot.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to rate uh, him. <laughs> but, like, I think he's an idiot, too. Uh, I'll
0: rate him as a bad podcast host, which I know a thing about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I am one, I so. think he's
2: a Madison Cawthorn fanboy, and so he just yeah. had him on, and he was like, hey, I'll just let you kind of tap free reign. Do you? Hawthorne's pretty easy. He didn't post. He, he said he was going to post the link in the fucking comments. He though, didn't even post a link to the other video. No, and I was like, I need that video because that's his whole fucking platform. <laughs> like, that's got to be part two, right? <laughs> right? Right. And so he didn't even didn't post, even post it. it. Yeah. So he's there's a other there's a shit ton of other links down there to how different pages. Uh, tw- it's only twenty four minutes. Yeah, no, uh, how old is the episode? How old? Uh, uh, three months?
0: Two months? It's uh, pretty recent. Uh, I don't even think it's as three of this months. recording. I think it's, yeah, it's got
2: to be within the last it's two. Gotta, months. I think it's within the last month. But like, really, how much work does it
4: take to post a link? Oh no, n- not much at all. Like 10 right? seconds. Copy Especially, paste. Control C, control V.
0: Yeah, like no, it's not Especially like I don't mean to like I don't know what his viewership is, but he has his guest is worth $43 million. I'm assuming yeah. well, some got, people watch his podcast. He's
2: got s- at least several hundred thousand uh viewers, right? viewers. Also, yeah. why is his podcast only 24 minutes
4: and he's like uh, we gotta go. I gotta cut you off here. We gotta we gotta he, get out of here. A warrior probably poet. He's gotta uh, go probably he's he, gotta go do poet things while probably, beating he's, people up, yeah. He's gotta go do poet things while saying the word bro a hundred times <laughs> <laughs> in twenty four minutes. I refuse to believe any poet would use the word
2: bro that much. <laughs> you <Yeah, laughs> would yeah, have no, a better no. word. Well, he's a homeschool poet, so right? Oh god. <laughs> you know. So what do we want to rate him? Uh I don't think as Cothorn? far as um, yeah, Cothorn, okay, yeah, Um I, I don't think I know that he's a fascist, but I don't think he proved it on this episode. I think that's where I, like, I, I part get too. I get
0: strong fraud vibes from me him too. on this yeah. episode. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred
4: percent grifter.
2: Strong. Well, strong he's grifter. just he's all his entire experience is season one, two, and three of House of Cards. Well, and
0: even even his yeah. origin story of how he lost the ability to walk, why he ended up in a wheelchair, is Grift. stolen valor. Yeah, exactly. Like Jim pointed out, like. Even his origin story is like, yeah, fabricated. So, of course, his entire political career is going to follow the same trend.
3: This guy who just pops off and undermines the Constitution. And this guy is a complete fraud.
2: Shout out to Mark Levin. We'll always do that because I just want I just want that fight. I just I want to talk to Mark Levin. That's my challenge. Mark Levin. You come to my, you come on the show. Come to my humble abode. Come to my abode. I've got flags. It'll be cool. I got a trophy. It's right, fucking dope. Yeah. You can drink out of it. You can fucking polish you your head. Out of it. <laughs> you can't drink out of it'll, it. it. It'll it'll leak. You can well, eat fucking eat dry snacks out of it though. <laughs> You can use it to hold
0: things. Wait, dip, dip would work in there. You can do chips and dip. Oh, I'm sure it would thick terrible. enough. Yeah, it would leak into no? the cracks. Yeah, yeah and then right. it mold. Yeah. It would... Well, I mean, he's not a guest that we're gonna like. So I both. hope
2: you don't win the trophy ever. If that's <laughs> like, we should try chili. Chili's thick give, enough give to not go through. On. That'd be even worse. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, no. You put a wall of
0: waffle fries. I tried to
2: uh, line the inside of it with tin foil before I put the popcorn in it, but like just because of the shape of the tr- the trophy, it was just like not nah, good luck. Yeah, it wasn't happening. So it was like, what if we start. And we end just get out the polish. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Just get out the polish. So with that, that's the end of another episode, right? I don't know why I'm making this so fucking weird. Jim, can you please tell the listeners where they can find us online? I don't know the Yes, lines. sir. I got a Facebook. Uh, not I. We have a Facebook page, and we can be found on Twitter, at Real and American. Awesome. Thank you, Jim. And Frank, can you tell the wonderful listeners how they can support the show? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't now Technical, technical difficulties. Div? Yeah. Uh you can follow us, like, subscribe, share, and or review. Episodes are available as soon as we can get them up. And of course, uh bonus content is available over at patreon.com forward slash unamerican. So go check that out. And as always, we appreciate your support.
2: We very much do. Awesome. Um thank you, Frank, and thank you, Jim. And thank you to the listeners. We will be back soon, but before we go. Uh, it is your duty and responsibility as uh, Americans to not d- be a shitty podcast host. That there's ego to that, but like, <laughs> I got a trophy right now. I'm riding high, so like, whatever. Just don't be a fucking John Lavelle. If you got tips, send them in the email or. Do we even have
4: an email? We do have it on Twitter. We have a Twitter uh, for now. Uh, we have. <laughs> uh, hit us up on our Twitter DMs. Let us know why we're shittier. Slide into like our, that. DMs. <laughs> slide <laughs> our DMs. slide into our DMs.
1: Un American is a Fever Heart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condict, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. We're stoking revolution on the show. A little bit.